The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Kinks, but listen, listen. Is it the Kinks being an 80s American rock? No, band? it's the Kinks in ni- about 1970, 71. Listen, the beginning, he sounds like T Rex. Listen, he sounds like T Rex. And then he does the voice, he does, he does Mark Bowen's voice. Listen. Sounds like T Rex, doesn't it? I love this song. I only heard it, I've heard it before, but I'm listening to a lot of Kinks. I'm listening to a five disc set of the Kinks live at the BBC. Oh, it's. Bloody brilliant. 
and um, and this keeps popping up, and I and it, I, I can't stop. I'm King Kong. I've got a hydrogen bomb. What the hell are you talking about, Ray? Wonderful, wonderful song. Good evening, dear listener. Welcome to the late night alternative. My name is Ian Lee. Her name is Catherine Boyle. It is. We've got James answering the phones this evening. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Coming up after midnight. You'll get to hear what happened when I um, went and hung out, not literally, although it could be appropriate, with the cast of the new 50th anniversary production of Hair, the musical. You'll hear them. Here's the thing. We've got an exclusive. Oh, but yeah, by the way, we've got an exclusive. You're going to hear them singing a song that um, has never been performed in a production of Hair before um, and is being performed in this production. And I got a recording of it, much to the chagrin of the uh, musical director. It was uh, a little bit tense well we've just learnt it yeah do you mind if Ian records it well we're just learning it actually so okay and you stand here it was tense but got to meet some brilliant brilliant people rightfully so he was being protective of his cast and his thing um uh, the the wonderful director amazing car the kids they're they're just kids in there they'll hate me for saying that and by kids i mean they're in their very early 20s and they're all slim and they're all beautiful and they can all sing and here's the thing it's one thing Watching a group of 30 youngsters, God, I'm old, um, uh, sat in a semicircle singing. But then when they got up and started dancing and the singing sounded even better, man, it makes you sick. It makes you sick. Um, I think you're going to enjoy it. I've kind of had a massive fanboy experience. I mean, the first... The first six minutes is me wandering around. That's in it, isn't it? Me wandering around. Oh, yeah. No, okay, not been able to find it. Yeah. I thought that was integral to the plot. That's 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 the gold. Um, so we'll have that after midnight. I think you'll enjoy that. I have had such a thrilling day today. So I spent... I finally managed to track down this this author, Johnny Rogan, right, who's written some brilliant books. He's written three books about the birds. Um, the latest two um, run at 1,200 pages each. He wrote a brilliant book about Ray Davis called A Complicated Life. Um... And I, um, I wanted to meet him and interview him and chat to him. You try, you, you type his name into Google. Go on, you see if you can find anything. Newshound Catherine Boyle turned up blanks. Turned up blanks, didn't you? Couldn't well, find him. Because the only, pl- the only clue was the, was the publisher. Normally I go through the publisher, but he's. Yep. He is the publisher. Kind of. So I found two ins. I found this obscure, um, birds fan page where there was an interview and i emailed that guy but i never heard back from him and then i i found an email for an australian publisher that he'd had some sort of dealings with about 10 years ago and i emailed them and they put me in touch with someone else who put me in touch with a young lady called anna um and she said oh yeah johnny hasn't got a mobile phone um hardly ever uses email um this could be tricky to arrange (laughs) but i'm so glad we did i'm so glad we did first of all we met in a pub, and I haven't been in a pub for... I don't think I've been in a pub for years, right? Because I'm not a drinker. So, and, and this was like an old pub in Pimlico. Um, really nice pub. Um, but I went in there, and I was, I was a bit early, so I was, I was kind of sat there sipping my orange juice and lemonade. Um, and then this, this, this uh, fellow walks in, and he goes, Ian, I said, Johnny? Said, yeah. And so we did the interview, and we'll play it next week, I think, right? And we chatted for about 45 minutes, and I thought he was getting tired, right? I thought he was, he was, I could feel him kind of backing away from the interview bit. So it's, we kind of finished up, 
Then we sat there for another hour, gassing away, gassing away about the kinks, about Morrissey sending him a death threat. Um, to, he was telling me all kinds of wonderful stories about uh, David Crosby. He said when, when he interviewed David Crosby, Crosby said to him, listen, out of all the birds, I'm the effing best. And you know I'm the effing best. Wow. Uh, it's brilliant. And he talks about Roger McGuinn. We talked about Roger McGuinn. And I said, well, we had Roger McGuinn o- on the show. And I'm going to be honest. It was a tough old interview, not because he was rude. Or, uh, if he'd been rude, perhaps it would have been better. He was just um, monosyllabic in his answers. It was all it was, it was all yes nos, even to questions that didn't really warrant a yes no answer. And um, he 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 told me, oh, I've got to look up a book as well. He told me about. Um, he told me that he's interviewed Roger many many times, and now that Roger is a born again Christian, it's a slightly tougher interview. But he says uh, he interviewed him in Hollywood in 1976 while Mr. McGuinn was high on cocaine, and boy oh boy was that a different experience. Then he told me about Roger's ex-wife, who's self-published a book about her marriage to Roger McGuinn, which I've got I've got to track that down. And then we were just trading stories. He was he was blown away that we'd had Mike Nesmith on. Was his Mate, he, he actually, he was sat in his chair. He staggered back when I told him we'd had Jill Gibson on. Now, some of you may remember the Jill Gibson interview. She was the young lady who was uh, a girlfriend of Jan Berry from Jan and Dean, then was going out with um, Lou Adler, who we also had on the show, and she was in the Mamas and Papas for six months when Michelle Phillips, because he said, oh, I've interviewed Michelle Phillips. I went, oh, we've had Jill Gibson. And he, he sat back and went, you... How did you get hold of her? How did you get her to agree to do it? And I said, well, I've got a very persuasive um, uh, producer, and I think maybe because she's a woman that that sometimes makes it slightly easier to, to, to get interviews with certain people. And we kind of got her on the right day. And all it takes for these people is that email to come through at the right moment, the right time, the right day for them to go... Ah, do you know what? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll do that next week. And, and that's it. And he was blown away by it. So we were there, and it was we were walking out of the pub after two hours, and I had to go off to the BBC to record something for IPM. Me, on IPM, reading out people's headlines. I couldn't believe it. And um, we're walking, and I, and I kept saying, Johnny, I've, I've really got to go. And of course, I didn't want to go, because this guy has met all of my heroes. He's met the kinks. He's met all of the birds. And, Oh, it was wonderful. So we're going to play that next week, right? And also he's friends with Mark Lewisham, who we're going to play as well. Who's uh, getting a lot of authors at the moment, a lot of authors, including Catherine and I went and saw for free, £1 booking fee per ticket. So for £2, we went and saw a screening in the bar of a cinema, Genesis Cinema in Whitechapel, Mm -hmm. of my second favourite film of all time, Dog Day Afternoon, starring Al Pacino. Now, you've got your Godfathers. You've got your, um, um, what's the one? Say hello to my little friends. Scarface. Scarface. You've got your Scarface. You've got your, um, the, the, the smells of a lady. You've got, you've got, you've got the classics, right? But the thing is, Dog Day Afternoon gets totally overlooked in his canon. And I saw it. I remember I taped it on the telly when I was about 14 years old. And I had never seen anything like it and i haven't seen it for a few years and i was going to watch it recently because i thought well, i've not seen it for a while i'll be up for that and i, I didn't i'm glad i didn't because we went and saw it in a shared experience there were about 
40 other people there. I got there early, bagged us a sofa in the second row. We ordered uh, pie and uh, pie and mash. Delicious. And uh, not not classic pie and mash. There was no liquor, but it was it was a steak pie and it was with mash and it was wonderful. Um and um and it was incredible. And you've never seen the film? No. What I did hadn't. you think? What did you think? Um all the way through, I was thinking, what is this film? Is this a comedy? Yeah, like a dark comedy? Is yeah. it? Um, that is a film that's going to stay with me forever. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? And I'd forgotten how funny it was. The yeah. first hour, it's bare laughs. People, I, and, and, and Just it, from the moment he... Oh, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about this in some detail. Oh, God, yes. I mean, it's, it's a 40-year-old film. I think we're allowed to... to 41. There we go. Thank you. Um... He goes into the bank and he's got this really, you can tell, he's got hes got a, a shotgun in a box, a gift box. Yeah. And he's got a big blue ribbon on it and everything. And so he walks in with this awkward looking parcel. You know what's going to happen. And the moment comes for him to get the gun out of the box. And he, the way he fumbles it and the, and the, and the ribbon's still tied yeah. around a little bit around the shotgun. And, he's like trying, and you just think, oh God, this is not going to end well. And do you know what? If I were white, writing a dissertation on that film, I would say that that was, that was the point. That, you, that, that point f- signposts the rest of the yeah, movie. Because, I mean, if you're going to get artsy-fartsy about yep. it, the t- entanglement. And yeah. That's what this film's all about: being tied oh, up, God. being t- you know, and being locked into situations. What was interesting as well was people were laughing at bits that, when I'd seen it on my own, I thought were inherently sad. Like when he says to to his partner Sal, he says, "Right, we're going to go. Listen, we're doing a bank robbery. It's got, I've, I've, they're going to sort us out a jet. We can go anywhere in the world. What country do you want to go to?" And Sal says, "I want to go to Wyoming." And and Al Pacino is like. But, Wyoming isn't a different country. Don't worry. Sorry. And I remember watching that and thinking, oh, that's really sad because you, you kind of get the idea that either Sal is, uh, um, has some kind of learning di- difficulty or he's just, he's just, he's just dumb. He's or, just dumb. Or his horizons are really yeah, narrow. Yeah. And, and, and he got a big laugh there. But it was, it was great. And then, um, oh, God, it's, it's over two hours. We'll start the show in a minute. Um, several things come of it. First of all, uh, we got I got this brilliant book, which I bought there, and I'd seen it downstairs in the Virgin office. Uh, Al Pacino, The Movies Behind the Man, by a bloke called Mark Searby. S-E-A-R-B-Y, right? And uh, he was there, and he was going to do a Q&A afterwards, and I went straight up to him at the start, and I said, I'm really sorry, Mark. Um, I'm, I'm going to buy your book now. That's happening. But... Uh, I, we've got to go before the Q and A because um, uh, we've got to go and do a radio show. And then we got chatting, and I thought oh, he seems like that. I said, "Look, if I'm going to be honest, I'm going to read your book, and if it's not Pony, I'd like you to come on the show uh, one day." And he's like, "Fine." So we, he's going to come on. We're going to get him on the show. And he, he was a really nice bloke, and I'm really gutted that I missed um, the Q and A. But then I was tweeting about it, and someone replied, oh, I've, "I've had Dog Day Afternoon on DVD for years. I've never." watched it and i have got not so many now but maybe i haven't got oh no i have got a few not so many because i had a big clear out of dvds recently but i've got loads of dvds that i've had for 10 years that i've never i've never watched i've never watched not so many i had about 30 of them and i had a big clear out and i was quite strict and thought well if i've not watched it in um uh in, in if i've not watched it in 10 years it's going but um, are they still in the wrappers some of them are still in the wrappers, yeah. yeah. Some that, of them are still in the wrappers. That's always guilt-inducing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. For years, I mean, the first DVD I ever bought was um, uh, Citizen Kane. 
because I was being pretentious. Because like twenty nine ninety nine or something. Isn't it, isn't it funny though? You give it away with the Daily Mail. Huh? So uh, phone in, phone in, phone in. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. What are we going to talk about? DVDs, CDs, games that you've got that are still in the wrapper and uh, they've been in that wrapper for over, let's say, let's say for over four years. I think that's a good a good thing because if if you've had it, like, yeah, four or five years or more. If you've had it for four years and it's still in that wrapper you ain't never going to play that game you ain't never going to watch that movie you're never going to listen to that cd it's just not going to happen oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call um f- t- t- slow films i know we talked about the rabbit hole but but one of the the things about dog day afternoon is, is slow and it is tedious punctuated by really fast moments of activity and then slowness again and that's no music in it as well not apart from the elton john song at the start not one bit of incidental music going on at all. And I'd never heard that Elton John song before. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's a good one, that. It's old school Elton. Um, 03444991000. And you can call in about absolutely anything you want. I'm going to be honest. We we didn't get into the building until um, uh, less than 30 minutes ago. So pretty thin on the ground on prep for the show this evening. But boy, oh boy, we've got life and we've got experiences. And we are prepared to share them with you. 03444991000. The late night alternative with me ian lee her Catherine boyle on talk radio the radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we'll get you talking we're just going through our diaries for guests boy oh boy can i can, can indulge us we'll take some calls we've got alan and philip and gatford don't we oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand um we've got some cracking guests coming up let me get to the right place in my diary. So we've got Mark Lewison, uh, which, I've pre- which I've got on, we've, we've got, we'll play that next week. We've got uh, Johnny Rogan, which I've got. We've got a brilliant author whose name escapes me. Schindler, his last name was... Colin Schindler. Colin Schindler, who's, who's got this, compiled this brilliant book of letters of complaint to the BBC. Oh, it's funny. It's loads of letters from the 1940s to BBC Radio complaining about the use of the word blast. Oh, it's funny. Funny. If anyone can explain, because we, we couldn't work it out, why is blast considered offensive? It's got to be. It's got to be a religious thing, isn't it? Uh, like God blimey. Um, so we've got them. They're in the can. That they're happening tonight. We got. Um, we, we got hair. Um, next week, I'm going to Mike Stock's house from Stock Aitken and Waterman. Oh, what a thrill! Uh, Friday, next Friday, I'm going. To, I'm meeting up with Robin Asquith. Of all people to hang... Yeah, oh yes, Robin Asquith. I've got an hour, an hour's company with with Robin Asquith I'm having. So we're, that's going to be out next Friday. Um, and Loudon Wainwright III is coming on. We've just had confirmation. Loudon Wainwright III. His book is an absolute joy. I tore through that book in a couple of days. It was one of those ones where I had to keep putting it down because I didn't want to, to get through it so quickly. Um, and also Jim Dale's coming back on. So we've got some, I mean... we got Peter some- Hook. Oh, Peter Hook's coming on as well. We've got some cracking stuff coming up for you. Philip in South Norwood. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Phil. Hey, I've got a, 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 I want to see if any of the listeners tonight were in Oxford Street today at about two o'clock. Oh, now, why? What happened? Was well, there an incident? Well, no, I was going up to do my usual thing, which I do on a Thursday. Yes. And I had had my lunch in Charing Cross Road, and I went down Oxford Street, and I could hear this guitar oh, being yeah. played. Yes, yes, yes. And in the doorway was this young lady playing a guitar 
in the style of Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. I love rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Put another dime in the jukebox, baby. Yeah. That's a great she's song. Standing in the doorway, she's got. I've got to describe how she looked. She's got this short skirt on. Oh, hello. This is she why was... you took notice. <laughs> no, no, no. She's... Well, I knew what Joan looked like when she played, you see. Yes. And she's got suspenders, stockings. Oh. And she's, she's obviously playing it because there's no um, recording stuff around. She's just got the amplifier. Yes. And honestly, it was amazing. I stood there and listened. There was a guy with a... He's got his phone out. He's photographing her. Yes. And when she stopped, he spoke to her. Yeah. I went over and made a donation. Uh, of what? Money? Well, I, I gave her a pound. You left a deposit? I paid a pound. And it was brilliant. I just wish I could have had... I just wonder, were there any any of the other uh, talk radio listeners who were in London today? Were they in Oxford Street and did they see... Did she not have a little... Because quite often these buskers now will have a little card that says, you can follow me on Instagram. No, I didn't see... I know what you're talking about. Some of them also have um, CDs. Oh, I wouldn't buy their CDs. They're usually rubbish. Well, it, it was funny because if she'd have, I didn't, she wasn't singing, she was just playing the guitar. Yeah. And if she could sung, because there's a song of Joan Jett's that I love, and I'd love to have done a duet with her, the theme from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Joan Jett did the theme from the oh, Mary... yes. She didn't do it originally. Oh, no, 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 no. She did her version of it, and it's the greatest rock and... Oh, Love is All Around, I think it's called. Hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on a second. Catherine. Can we put in a bid for Joan Jett? That's one of those ones that could go either way. You All never right. know. Let's see. Joan Jett would be a great guest. Oh, I don't yeah. know that. that, uh, that, that how, how does the Mary Tyler... Can you sing it, Philip? Love is all around, don't need to... Wait, it's the, no, you it's can't. The thing, <laughs> sorry, it's the theme song that was used for her television programme yeah. when she went to work for Ed Asner. In I the remember team. the show, but it was... I, I, I don't remember the theme tune. Well, it was very gentle, Ian. It was very gentle yes. until Joan Jett got hold of it. Oh. And it's... Oh, it's... it's well, I didn't know she'd done it, and I found out about it, and I was watching an interview with Joan Jett the other night on YouTube, yeah. and she was she was on with David Letterman, yeah. and she she sings I Love Rock and Roll on, on his show. Oh, I think she's fantastic. I've wow. always liked her. We're going we're to get, we're gonna get her, Joan Jett on the show, and you can leave another deposit. Oh. <laughs> Just one more quick thing. Of course you can, Phil. Go, go on. You mentioned about Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, yes. I was I was having a look to see who was in it, and I spotted a couple of actors. Go on. Really great ones. Charles Charles Derwin, who was uh, Durning, rather I should say, and he was in the he he won a, a, an Oscar for his performance in the Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Yeah. With Dolly Parton. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. He played the governor. Okay, so is he the bank manager in, the, in in Dog Day Afternoon, or is he the cop? I'm not sure. I've got the thing here. Let me have a look at which got me... Uh, is the, cause it's I the want, first cop, isn't it? Is, he, cause it was, is the yeah. cop the guy that um, falls in love with Tootsie? Oh, he plays... Or am I oh, thinking of... the sergeant. Right, yeah. Detective Sergeant Eugene. Yeah. Well, is he, is he, the, guy, is he the guy that falls in love with Tootsie? I, I don't necessarily say I've not seen it. Well, you, hang on. You, no, but you've seen Tootsie, yeah? Oh, yes, Tootsie. Who oh, falls in love with Tootsie? I think you could be right. I wouldn't like to stake my reputation. Uh, I want you to put your reputation on the line one way or the other, Philip. <laughs> yes no. or no, is he the guy that falls in love with Tootsie? Yes, say yes. Let's say yes. Uh, all right, then. There we go. That's a and definitive. The other person He's gone definitive, it. yeah. Have you ever seen that great film, Car Wash? 
Uh, do you know, I remember watching Car Wash when I was a student, because you could buy it on video uh, for two ninety nine, yeah, and I, well, I couldn't sit through it. Well, there's a guy in the dog day plays the character of Mulvaney. Yes. And it's Sully Boyer. Now, Sully Boyer was the manager of the Car Wash. Well, there you go. These... He was the guy who... Mulvaney he... was the bank manager, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was there he? we go. Oh, yeah. good. Well, I was the cast is great, wasn't it? I mean, the, the people, I want to see it, you know. Go well, go, Philip. Go and see it. If if you if, if listen, thank you, Philip. If you've never seen Dog Day Afternoon, dear listener, oh man, it is absolutely fantastic. What a movie! What a movie! Still my second favourite, but it it was it was nudging number one for a while. Let's go to Gatford. Good evening, Gatford. I, I, I have a question. I need to know what it is that Philip does every Thursday in Oxford Street. Um, he uh, looks for young ladies wearing short skirts and uh, stockings and suspenders. Ah, oh, fair enough. There we go. Uh, yeah, no, the, you've, you've answered that question perfectly. Um, I, I, I don't personally uh, keep DVDs and things in wrappers, you know, and don't watch them. Yeah. But my mother has a habit of this. Yeah. She says to me, you know, around birthdays and Christmas, would really like that. Yeah. And the one I can remember specifically is when Moonlighting came out on the video. Oh. And uh, and she was like, oh, yeah, I really want it. And it never once came out of the wrapper. I, uh, Moonlighting. And I was a little bit too young for Moonlighting. I remember they did a musical episode and they did a Taming of the Shrew episode. Oh, um, right. But I, I think I tried to watch some Moonlighting a couple of years ago. Man, it was a yawn fest. Well, it was of its time, I think. I yeah, I think it was very, well. very, very much of its time. By the way, William G. Mm. Stewart, um, uh, so, some of you suckers, he's passed away, some of you suckers will uh, know him from 15 to 1. Of course, I remember him as the director of Love Thy Neighbour. There we go. There, there we, we go. go. There we go. And uh, she doesn't like sad films, yet she got me to buy things like Les Mis and... No, like Les Mis isn't a sad film, it's a crap film. Hey, I tell, well, you what, I tell you what I fancy watching. I'm not seeing it, I'm not seeing it for... 23 can, can years. Go on. Can I guess? Yeah. Um, platoon. No, no, no. Talking about sad films. Oh, okay. Um, platoon. The saddest movie. The Deer Hunter. The sa- no, 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 no. It's the saddest movie of all time. Oh, not the one about the boxer and his son. Beaches. Oh, oh God. Oh, Oh, I don't beach. think I could watch that at the moment. Oh God, beaches! I remember watching that. Me and my, me and two of my mates, we had a bottle of scotch and we had beaches on. Oh, we were in floods of tears. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Did that... you ever know that you're my no. hero? Yes, I did, Catherine. You mentioned it every bloody day. <laughs> you weren't moved by beaches, then, Gatford. No, then no. I'm cutting you no off. soul, no soul. Yeah, oh, how could you not be moved by beaches? What a movie! What a movie! How great is Bette Midler, huh? How great is she? Have you watched Cinema Paradiso yet? Um, let's take a break. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. Dog Day Afternoon, of course, very much, even though it was made in 1976, I think, very much capturing today's zeitgeist with its themes of uh, transgender issues. The, the, Mm -hmm. the, 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 The central pivot... Um, in the plot, and it's based on a true story, is, um, I've just had an incredible thought, and I want you, we, Google exists in this show tonight, because I've just had a thought. The uh, the, the, the central uh, um, pivot point of the entire movie is uh, is uh, uh, transgender uh, issues. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the guy that it's based on is still alive. He served 20 years, so he'd have been out mid-90s, 
I wonder if he's still alive. Are you sure it's really based on a true story? Oh, it's not, not like Fargo. These... It's not a Fargo, where, where Fargo, this the following movie is based on true events. No, it's not. They, they just put that on to give it a bit of credence. No, it's, it's, it's based on a true story, um, uh, based on a real robbery. Um, and yeah. is he still alive? Let me see. John Stanley. John Stanley Fletcher. Vodstevich. Yeah, sure, yeah. Let me see if I can find him. Well, no. Oh, hang on. Oh. No, he's dead. Hey, when did he die? 2006. When did... Okay, is Leon still alive? Leon changed... Le- well, Leon's not Leon anymore, is he? No, Leon Leon is, uh, a is, is a woman and has changed her name. Um, they gave the name at the end of the film, so it's no great secret. I'm sure you could... Uh, you they could... didn't give the name. They said he's now a woman. No, they gave the name. The name came up. Her name um, came up. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Good evening, Alan. Good evening, good evening, Cap. Evening, Hi. Alan. It's a sad day in Birmingham. What? Uh. What? Hang on a second, uh, Alan. Uh, Alan. Alan. <laughs> yes. Elizabeth Debbie Eden. Yes. Passed pass away. Well. Yeah, it was. A, well, it was a long time ago. Oh, it's a shame. Why is it a sad day in Alan? Uh, in in Birmingham? Oh, Jesus, I can't speak. Why is it a sad day in Birmingham, Allah? Because one of ATV Stroke Central's mm. greatest producers have died. Well, William G. Stewart. Yeah. Due family fortunes and the price is right. Wowzers! That guy had his finger in many, many pies. Yeah, because I was watching an old episode of The Price is Right on YouTube. Why? And William G. Stewart was the warm-up Why man. were you watching an old episode of The Price is What with, with Leslie Crowther? Come yeah. on down! Yeah. By the way, the by the way, that is not a bad... Just just to take that off the top of my... That is not a bad Leslie Crowther. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I'm going to do it. I need a bit of card, because he always had a bit of card, didn't he? That you mm. read the names from. Hang on. Alan Caddick, come on down! Alright. He's giggling, someone's tickling. Someone's Oh man, those dullards that. I always felt sorry for the sad sack that got called down for the last game because the odds were stacked against him. Hang on, here we go, here we go, here we go. Hang on a second, here we go. Stop some of this. some of this. Stop breathing so heavily. Here we go. High quality audio. First ever episode. Here we go. I'm Leslie Crowther. Come on down. Look at him. Ah, oh, Miss Les. I miss Les. Here we go. Legend. Here we go. Wendy Partridge. Come on <laughs> Do you know what? The next hour, we're just going to play this out. Now I understand why Alan was watching it, because it's bloody brilliant. Here we go. Look how frumpy everyone's dressed. 1984. Well, as we now know, the 80s were like the 70s, and the 90s were like the 80s.
Oh, I like that. I mean, I love and a bit of Leslie Crowder. You know the music back for the contestants? But the Beanch interview may convert to the family fortunes, which was family feud. Was it really, Alan? That's got to be the dullest thing you've ever told us. Bit of a connecting fact with family fortunes and Pikey Road with G. Stewart. Who was... OK, OK, here's a question, and there's, there's only one answer to this. Who's the best host of family fortunes? Les Dennis. Get out of town! Catherine, who's the best host of family fortunes? I can't remember who they are. Right, I'm going to ask the question again. Right, there's only one. There's only one answer to this. Okay, Alan, who was the best host of Family Fortunes? I'll go for the governor, Bob Monkhouse. He's absolutely correct. I tell you why. But Monkhouse had it, and Crowther had it right. And I'm going to say something, and it's going to sound like a, a dig, and it's not. They were quite smarmy. Yeah, a bit cheesy. No, 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 I think, no, because I was going to say slick, and I've deliberately chosen the word smarmy, because, and by smarmy, I mean a little bit oily, and that's, that kind of smile, so I don't know, it's not even cheese, because I would say Les Dennis was cheesy, mm. but Bob Monkhouse and Leslie Crowther were smarmy, and I, th- I miss that. In game show hosts, because now game show hosts, oh, I'm, hello mate, I'm your mate, I'm your... No, no, no. It's all about them, actually, I, in these I, days. I want, I want a double-glazing salesman. I've got another select game show host for you. Yeah? The late, great Ted Rogers. He was just incompetent, wasn't he? <laughs> well, he had a dustbin for a sidekick. Hang on a second, so do I. Go on, Kath. Going back to the smarmy thing. Yes. I agree, because it's a bit like you're playing a game show in hell with yep. the devil like there's a temptation yeah. element there yeah. and he's not on your side but he's pretending he is yeah. that kind of thing yeah. oh I'd love to imagine if we imagine if we could go right well thanks Alan coming up next we got Bob Monkhouse on uh, the phone and evening Bob how you doing mate I spoke to him once did you really yeah I lied to him Go on. Um, I went to... He had a uh, disabled son. Yeah. Um, and so he supported one of the local charities and we... Oh, I think you've told yeah, me this. Yeah, my this choir was singing in yeah. these lovely sort of um, park thing. They had like a sort of tea party in a... In a yeah. In the grounds of some lovely house. And he and his wife were there. And, and my friend, Jackie, said to me, go and get his autograph. No. Yeah. No, you go and get it. No, you go and get it. I don't dare talk to him. You go and talk to him. Get his autograph for me. So I went over and I said, excuse me, Mr. Monkhouse, could I possibly have your autograph? Of course you can, my dear. And he, you know, took the pen and everything. What's your name, please? And I went, and I didn't want to do that thing of saying, it's not for me, it's for my friend, because I think that's a little bit of a dig. Yeah, yeah. So I said, oh, it's Jackie, right? He went, oh, Jackie, called his wife oh, over. Oh, no. Here's my wife, she's called Jackie. Oh, no. And we had this conversation based on About me Jackie's. being called Jackie, and I bit felt like, like such a fraud. But what a lovely man. A little bit like hashtag birthday buddies, but... <laughs> Um, um, Tony has tweeted him, smarmy, Simon Cowell. No, I would say Simon Cowell is smug. Mm. And there's a difference. It's, 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 it's only a Rizla th- thickness difference, but there is a difference. I would say he is smug, whereas the, the, those two hosts that I've mentioned, are, 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 they're smarmy. And, it's, and I don't mean that in, a, in, in any way, in a rude, rude way. In a bad I, way. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, I, I'm, saying, I'm giving it out as a compliment, is what I'm saying. Yeah, something a little bit devilish. Next week on the show, you're not going to believe this, I've been invited to his house, I'm going to be hanging out with Leslie Crowther for an hour. Imagine, imagine. He died in 1996. I know he did, he had... Uh, very, very nasty car crash, didn't he, in his roller? Yeah, because he was about to do stars in their eyes, and he had an accident. That's oh. when Matthew Kelly took was over. He sta- was he, um, he going to be the stars in their eyes host? That would have worked. He was the original host of stars in their eyes. Was he really? Yeah. I thought Cat Dealey wasn't, wasn't appropriate for it, nor was Harry Hill. 
I thought they were inappropriate. No, nor, nor is um, who, nor is um, uh, Paddy. He's, he's not a very good Adam host. Of it. He's not a very good host of it. Well, it's not. It's not Stars in the Rise, technically, is it? No, it's it, le- professional le- tribute artist. Legally, it's, legally, it's not Stars and Rise. Like, like legally, I wasn't speaking to Bucks Fizz the other day, but <laughs> technically, you know, <laughs> I was hanging out with Bucks Fizz. You know, as yeah, in, no. I'm going to Mike Stock's house next week. Yeah. How ex- I'm, I'm so thrilled, so thrilled, and I, I really, I, 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 th- I hope he's heard the interview with with Bucks Fizz because I, I really don't want to go there and have him think I'm going to wait for the sucker punch, you know. But, but really, Mike, I think all of your songs are S H one T because as, as I, I hope he was, I hope he listened the other day, and I know he's been retweeting some stuff I've been tweeting because um, genuine affection for 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 um, the white British Berry Gordy of the eighties. Let's check Twitter in a second, see what they're saying. <laughs> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We've got Simon, then we've got Jonathan. This is Talk Radio. It's a late night lip service for lovers, loners, and lounge lizards. It, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Asking what films have you got on DVD? Maybe even on VHS, they're still in their wrapper. Of course, here we go. We've got one from Rocky. Of course, Rocky's got Head, the monkey's move, and got given it as a birthday on Blu-ray last year. Still, I'm right. Of course you have, mate, because you ain't got a clue. You ain't got a flipping clue about nothing. Unless that's another disc. Uh, yet yeah. another disc. Yeah, mate, he's, he's, he ain't got a clue. He wouldn't understand it. It's, it's, quite, you've got, it's, it's quite intelligent. Let's go to Simon. Good evening, Simon. Is that the one and only 11 o'clock show's Ian Lee? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, um, the reason I'm calling is because um, you were talking about game shows, yeah? Yeah. And you were talking about family fortunes. Is this a quiz? No, no, no. Do I'm you ever recall questions. or did you ever see yeah. the Turkey Man? Nope. Right. If you look on YouTube, if you type in the YouTube... Um, family well, fortunes. You, you, t- you t- oh, oh, yeah. He said he says turkey every single time. That's right. Yeah, I do remember that. That was. Have you seen that, Kath? That is very, very funny. Oh, hang on a minute. It's hilarious. Hang on a minute. That's uh, that's a. Uh, here we go. Look, it's the first thing that comes up. Um. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It says. Well, well, hang on. Name we'll something you. people take with them to the beach. Turkey. The first thing you buy in a supermarket. Uh, turkey. <laughs> a food often stuffed. Turkey. <laughs> yeah, that is nuts, isn't it? That is that uh, is nuts. But the thing is, doing those quiz that. shows, I've I have been on quiz shows. I have won Mastermind, and I have won The Weakest Link, um, and I've won oh. um, uh, Ready Steady Cook. Um, but being on those things, your brain turns to mush. Hmm. Well, I don't know, I've never been on one. I'd love to do one. Well, why don't you go and do one, then? Well, you can't just walk in, can you? You've no, got you, well, you, you've, got to bother, you've got to be bothered to send an email. Well, I did apply for, um, deal or no deal, but didn't hear Maybe you're back. a bit too dull for it. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. I would say definitely. Let, geez, that was hard work, wasn't it? Uh, you know, and I know it's my job to to get the information out of everyone, but I felt like I was really interrogating, um, you know, member of the RAF in, 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 behind enemy lines. There, it's getting nothing. Uh, good evening, Jonathan. 
Evening, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Well, I'd like, if that's okay with you and your listeners, I would like to share with you my disdain for Boris Johnson. Um, okay, sure. The man is really a crude egotist, a preening, pompous, opportunistic hypocrite. He is the Gordon Brown of the Tory party in that, like Gordon Brown, he has schemed for most of his political career to get the top job, only when to finally get it, he crumbles under the pressure and the responsibility of the role and his psychological flaws come to the fore, which inevitably lead to defeat for the Tory party at the hands of a socially inadequate sociopath called Corbyn. Are you, are you reading this? No, I'm reciting this in uh, my head. OK, because you, like you sound like one of those old dears that phones up BBC London at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> and has got their little script and they read it, and it's the dullest, dullest... All right, go on then. Inject some yeah. life into it, because I'm, I'm digging yeah, this. He, go on. He, 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 will, he will inevitably lose to a, that socially inadequate sociopath and his... Uh, uh, Stalinist puppet master John MacDonald. Yes. Uh, anyone who thinks that Boris Johnson is a vote winner is sadly deluded. Uh, he, when he was mayor of London, he behaved more like the mayor of Pyongyang, wasting taxpayers' money on ridiculous uh, white elephants. Uh, oh, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd love a white elephant. No practical purpose apart from massaging his his already swollen ego. Yes. Uh, the only thing he's got going for him is his wife, who's a cross between the female protagonist from the Michael Dobbs novel, First Lady, and Hillary Clinton, in that she is prepared to forgive almost any infidelity just to get her hands on the levers of power. Well, 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 let's not dwell too much on his wife, because who knows, maybe she's maybe she's hopelessly in love with him. And, you know, people do, partners do forget uh, forgive their other partners' infidelities, not, not necessarily because of power. But yes, I, I, I can't understand why everybody falls for the bumbling, uh, um, well, uh, everyone falls for that, and thinks he has the best interests of the country at heart. The only interests he has at heart are those of Boris Johnson. That's it. He's a self-serving SH1T. Yeah, I mean, and you look at the other Conservative politicians who are being tipped as uh, uh, future leaders. Oh, it's incredibly fallow. It's so fallow that a refugee from 1842 is the clear front-runner. Rees-Mogg. Yes. There we go. Refugee from 1842. That's actually quite a good line. You're on quite good form this evening. Yeah, it's just that whenever I hear Boris Johnson, I just shudder. It, 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 I groan. Oh, God, not him. I, I, the only other person who can see through Boris is Max Hastings. And that's because he, uh, Boris used to work for Max. Yes. And Max knows what a terrible, terrible waste Boris is. He's got uh, all on. these talents. Uh, but he's, Hang on, Catherine. Catherine's I got. Don't, I don't forgive me, Jonathan, but I don't think it's just you and Max Hastings who've been <laughs> saying this sort of thing about Boris Johnson. There's been quite a few dissenting voices. <laughs> there have been one or two. Uh, oh, uh, what do people see in him? I, 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 it's 
it's terrible. I tell you what, there's there's the, there's, there's the a question. The, the adoration mm. reminds me of the way North Koreans venerate the Kim family. Let, I tell you what, because we you know we can do the heavy and the and the uh, light and the dark and the shade. Um, what, dear listener, what do you see in Boris Johnson? I can't imagine that the, that many of my listeners uh, listeners to this show are, are fa- uh, fans of uh, Boris, but you never know. What do you see in Boris Johnson? I think quite a lot of people like the foppish thing and get taken in by the the kind of um jovial jokey boys will be boys He's, kind of he persona never, I just says it like he is by saying it like he is he threatens violence against people that's that's that's, uh, that's uh, what he the same is thing that's allowed trump to get where he yeah. is ian ian if you take a uh, picture of gordon brown yes. and uh dye the hair blonde yes he, he, could, he could pass for boris johnson jonathan i'm going to try that first thing tomorrow morning thank you very much indeed anything else you want to say they've cancelled what? Being distracted by the front page of the Daily Star, which is um, Saran Jones in uh, stockings. Right. Is that integral to the part, or is that just for fun? Oh, it's the star, isn't it? That's porn for cowards. No, no, that, she's taken that. She's had that picture taken. She's sanctioned that picture. She's given it the thumbs up, and I'm giving it two thumbs up. That's not a thumb. Oh, don't be vulgar, mate. I like Saran Jones. She's one of Britain's greatest actors. I've interviewed her. I've interviewed her as well. Did you interview her on TV or radio? Radio. I did it on TV. I'm one better. You win. I've not looked at the papers. Oh, oh, but there was a story that I wanted to talk about, but I can't for the life of me think what it was, so I can't do it. If only you had Jonathan's powers of recall. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I did um, I did have a, 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 a thing and I can't for the life of me remember what it was. We'll have a little look through the newspapers, shall we? Oh, here we go. Listen, listen to this. Hip hip hip. A holiday maker was stuck. Let's 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 do a Nick Abbott show for the evening, shall we? Prove it. I will. <laughs> Find me on boy. I will do after this. A holidaymaker was stunned when he spotted a can of Stella Artois lager in a plane's flight deck. <gasps> There's the picture. Look, look, look. Can of Stella. <gasps> but then, but then there's someone in there. No, but then there's um. Well, Steve Lewis saw the booze next to the pilot after the cockpit door was opened when the plane landed. George, you're a fanny. Steady. The 59-year-old took a snap and sent it to airline bosses, who he claims first told him it was not one of their flights. But they later claimed the can had been handed to a member of cabin crew by a customer. What is going on with planes at the moment? Ryanair. Flipping heck, man. That is... I'm enjoying watching that. I've never used Ryanair. I never would use Ryanair. Um, uh, but I'm enjoying watching that collapse around that absolute idiot that runs it. Jesus. We've got, yeah, we got the rotors wrong. Got the rotors wrong. So we've got no, got no pilots. 50 flights a day. We're cancelling people finding out the night before by, by email. Wow. Steve was flying from Alicante, Spain, to Birmingham on Monday when he spotted the mystery tin. He said the plane had landed and the seatbelt light came on. I tell you another thing I liked about um, Dog Day Afternoon was, was when they had cans of fizzy pop. I like the old cans, mm. tab and stuff like that. They were straight, weren't they? Yeah, rather than curved. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. 
Remember the first time? Um, do you remember the first? Because before, Coke cans and all these cans used to have different ring pull. You yeah. used to have to hold the thing and pull the ring pull. And pull it right off. Yeah, and, and you, could, you could then send it to um, Guide Dogs for the Blind. Yeah. My sister once asked my dad, um, could you pull my ring pull? Oh, wow. Do you know the first time in this country we ever saw what we now consider to be the modern ring pull? The first time it was ever seen in this country. Yeah. Go on. Could you tell me the story before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neighbours? Yeah. Jason, loads of people wrote to Points of View complaining that they'd seen Jason Donovan open a can of, of soft drink with one hand. And they said, everyone knows it's impossible to open a can with one hand. You have to hold it with your left and pull the thing with your right. And um, and that was the first time we'd ever seen those, those ring pulls. Do you know why it's got the hole in it? In case you swallow it. No. Okay. If you turn the thing round, like the sort of key part of it. Put your straw in. Put your straw there through we go. it. You know the holes in biros, in case you swallow it. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. You know there's a little hole at the end. You got you get a biro. Do they still do there's it? There's a hole in the lid as well. Oh, they may, they do that with the. Oh, well, there's no hole in it anymore. But is no, it... no, it's a tiny one in the top. Where? Near the bit where where your fingers go. Oh, I think no, no, no. The, well, near, the, bit? near uh, the inky end. Right, well, you, both ends are... What do you mean, inky end? The, 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 yeah, the, the writing the, bit. No, there's not. There's no hole. Where's oh. the hole gone on Byros? What if I swallow it? Potential death trap. Oh, there's a hole at the. There's a hole in, right the, in the my end. bucket, dear Lila. Ah. Um, well, but has anyone ever swallowed a pen? A whole one? Yeah. Has anyone ever done that thing where you, you, you've got a lolly in your mouth and you, you, fall, you run in and you fall over? Because... No, don't run with that. No. Well, Why? Because you might, you might knock your throat out. What? I can't have ever happened. My I mum stabbed believe. herself in the mouth with a lipstick lid once. Yep. That's your mum. <laughs> uh, he said the plane had landed and the seatbelt light came on. I stood up to get my suitcase and as I did, the cockpit door opened and I noticed the can. Hello. I turned to my partner, Stephen, very modern, who didn't believe me at first... But then he noticed you could clearly see the Stella branding. Baby, baby, baby. That's what was going on in the cockpit. I'm going to do a whole show like this tonight. I've not used these for ages. Um, I was shocked. I couldn't understand why there was alcohol in the cockpit. Oh, what a grass! Yeah, you got there, didn't you? Yeah, flipping it, mate. It's not like it's a car. It's not. Gonna, it's not going to be you know someone stepping out in front of it at, at fifty thousand feet. You muppet. It was there the whole time we were waiting, so it wasn't like the stewards had placed it down while they were busy. It even had a napkin under it, which is how they serve drinks to passengers. So I'm a bit sceptical to whether it was there because someone had left it. Uh, Steve of Brackley, North Ants, added, It concerns me that alcohol is even allowed in the cockpit, open or not. What should we do to the pilot? Off with his head! Here we go. Should make more use of these. The BBC paid 40 quid for me to have this app. Just before they sacked me. Um, another, t- another two hours. Sorry, I'm, I'm slowing down and we, we're going to go to the news. 0344 499 is the telephone number. It really is a very, very laid back. Um, uh, but, uh, I'm choose weather. Thursday, Thursday, mm. second, second half of the week at the very, very least. That much I can tell you. No phone, uh, phone calls lined up, so you could be the first in the next hour. 0344 499 I'm Ian Lee. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Russian society God save the whole duck Born of the land variety We are the desperate and Appreciation society God save strawberry jam And all the different varieties Serving the old ways From being abused Protecting the new ways For me and for you What more can we do? The draft beer preservation society. God save Mrs. Moss from good old Mother Riley. We are the custom fire appreciation consortium. God save the George Cross and all those who are loving them. Speaking vernacular, help save Romanchu, Moriarty and Dracula. We are the office block, persecution affinity. God save little shots, China cops and virginity. We are the skyscraper, condemnation affiliates. God save Tudor houses, anti table pavilions. Self in the old way. Protecting the new ways For me and for you What more can we do? We are the village green Preservation society God save Donald Duck For the mill and variety We are the desperate and Appreciation society God save Strawberry jam And all the different varieties So the King, uh, the Beatles were busy making Sergeant Pepper. The Who were in the studio with Tommy. And the Kinks are making an album called The Kinks Are The Village Green Preservation Society that sold about 25 copies and is a masterpiece. Although, if I may be so bold, I think the uh, sequel to that, Arthur, is a significantly better album as it's got the classic song Victoria on there, which I'm obsessed with at the moment. Good evening, dear listener. This is the Late Night Alternative. It's a late night phone-in show unlike anyone uh, else in the world. I'm Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is there. Word. You call up. It's probably free. Free to call up at the most it'll cost you pennies because you'll speak to James he will take your name and number and he will call you straight back if you're waiting for the hook the catch the question then I'm afraid there ain't gonna be one you can just phone in and join the conversation you can phone up about the heavy stuff you can phone up about the light stuff you can phone up about absolutely anything you want the phone number is as follows are you ready oh three four 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 I'm gonna need to get it wrong then hang on let me try it again <clears throat> Need to run up. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Sally. Good evening, Sally. Hello, lovely. You're Hello, right? Sally. Yes, we are good. Good. Hello, Kath. Hello, Sally. Hello. Um, couple of things. Yes. Come on. 
Um, only on. DVD that's still in the wrapper. Yeah. Uh, I was 22, and for my 22nd birthday, I got an hour-long DVD of the Blackpool Illumination. Shut the front <laughs> door! You did not! <laughs> Why? Did it mean something um, to you? No. No, nothing. I've never, I had never been to Blackpool before, but my um, ex-in-laws thought that it would be an appropriate gift. For a 22-year-old, they dig that, don't they? Flipping yeah. That is all. It's not one of those jokey things. Like you get, you there was a, a, a fad, wasn't there? That is even a channel. There was a channel mm. for for like you get like a two-hour video of goldfish or yeah. a fire. Yeah, like a, a, a fire. Was it like that? Uh, well, I never watched it, so oh mate, it's still in it's still in the wrapper. But it wasn't the worst present they bought me. Then I got another one at Christmas, which was a deep fat fryer. Yes, and um, three bottles of two liter oil wrapped. Hang on a minute. Wait, wait, was... and wait, sorry, the the bad <laughs> the bad bit of this present was was what they didn't get any spuds. Oh come <laughs> on, that is that sounds wonderful. Deep fat. I would. L- Oh, God, I'd love a, some, a plate of chips done in a deep fra- I, fat fryer. Oh. I used to have one till about uh, two years ago. And um, it was a little mini one from Lakeland. It yeah. was only about yeah. 20 quid or something. I think someone gave me a voucher and I was looking around for something to spend it on. Oh, my goodness, right? If you're going to have chips, have chips. And they were amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm sounding slightly sorry. I'm just trying to find some of the cast of hair that I interviewed because I'm going to tweet them to say that they're wrong. Cause you don't recognise them with their clothes on, well, do you? <laughs> they're all kids. They were thrilled that some bloke, some old bloke, some old fogey from the radio had come in to interview. I couldn't believe it. They're all, I, they're all children. Aren't they beautiful? I've never seen it. Oh, mate. Mate, now listen, we've got tickets for two nights. I'm going to go for a third, definitely. We've got tickets for the press night and the gala night when Paul Nicholas is going to be there, Elaine Page, um, um, uh, the lady who I saw once in a car park and I can't remember. Narrow it down, come on. Um, she, uh, uh, Patty Boulay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I tweeted, I think I've just seen Patty Boulay in a car park. People went, who? Um, uh, but we, so, but we, the thing is, right, we're on air that no, those nights, and we've taken one night. I've, t- I've got a week off in October. We might have a night off to go to this awards thing. If if if, if talk radio can, they'll, they'll phone up and find out if we've won or not. And if if we, um, that's how it works, guys. Um, but we we've got a night off for Stephen Page. We can't take two nights off to go and see Hair the Musicals. What the hell are we gonna do? What the hell are we gonna do, Boyley? Um, can we get? Um, I wonder if I've got enough. Could we swap? Could we let um, Julia Hartley Brewer do this oh, show and we do the God. 10 o'clock? I'm wondering if I've got enough recordings of us talking so we can do like... Um, robo Ian. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if... Um... My name's David Babcock. No, that's not... That's and not... I got two of us on my knob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if I've got enough here. A message from Mr Ian Lee. Take care. Because he cares. I think. Please don't go in your boot. I think we've got enough here. And now it's time to play Katie Hopkins Bingo with Ian Lee. Um, I think we've got enough that we can we can fudge an hour out of that. Can we can we borrow Virgin's system and just like stack them up and press go? Oh, it's my last act. My la- it's my last Virgin show on Sunday, right? Because they didn't like the act, and that's fair enough. And I've had a great time, and hopefully, I'll get to go back there. But I did get the phone call this week 
from my agent who'd spoken to one of the bosses and said, um, Ian, I hate to do this because I know the answer, but I've just got to check. You're not planning anything for the last show on Virgin. <laughs> so what, apart from an excellent quality phone in, uh, three hour phone in with some great music and, and Coldplay. He went, yeah. I said, mate, I'm not going to do a Danny Baker. I'm not going to, he said, you're not going to go and slag off the boss. I said, of course I'm not going to slag off the bosses. I work, A, I work in the same building. You work upstairs. So that would be pretty <laughs> tense. And B, I, do you know what? I was there for three months. I've had a brilliant time. I've had a lot of fun. It wasn't quite right for what they want at the moment. Oh, well, that's the way it goes. So, you know. I enjoyed it. it was oh, good. I enjoyed it as well. But I guess those guys didn't feel it was right for them. Never, never mind. These things happen. I've, I've, we'll have a good we'll have a good show on Sunday, Sunday, 10 o'clock. Oh. Well, I'll be watching. I might phone in. Phone in, guys. I know. Um, we, we, you know, it's, it's so obviously what they don't want. <laughs> so, for, for the love of everything, phone in. But I'm on, I'm on, so I'm on three radio stations this week i'm on this i'm on radio four on saturday for ipm and then mm. i'm on virgin on sunday gosh saturday night i'm playing the we sold out saturday night we've sold out me playing the radio in the, in the dark in a book we've sold it we've got 37 people are coming Do you think it's because people think it's something kinky well i don't know no no frottage please <laughs> uh, I don't, i've got no idea what people are expecting it's gonna be me playing the radio for 45 minutes in the dark i'm hoping i can get a bit of shot eye <laughs> when people fall asleep that's wonderful oh, that yeah. is wonderful we'll see um did we get to the point of your call sally i can't remember no no oh go on no, then we did. okay um william g stewart yes has brought back some very good memories for me yeah. um used to watch um 15 to 1 religiously in my house oh i used to play it with my flatmate mackenzie we'd play it we would yeah. play because it's a tough old quiz, 15 to 1. Do you remember the episode? Um, there was a really weird episode once, and this is true, where um, one of the people, before, after it had been recorded, but before it was it had gone out, um, he, was, uh, he, was, um, he was a sex offender. And uh, No, you didn't expect that, did no, you? I did not. And um, no. <laughs> they pixelated him out. And well, they so ed- they still played it. Yeah, they still played it. And he was like contestant number three. And it was edited brilliantly because you would never have known a contestant number three was there. It went, the camera sort of went past someone who was, who was pixelated. And it was, it was very cleverly done. But yeah, they still... And why shouldn't they show it? Because um, mm. you couldn't see who it was. Um, yeah. And why ruin the he experience? He didn't win, did he? No, he, no, no. That could have been awkward. Why, why ruin the experience for the other 14 people, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, well, um, well, I was... Uh, my dad always said that he wanted to go and do it yeah. and that he would win. So, anyway, a few years later, I'm, like, 13 years old. I'm watching 15 to 1. My dad's left. Yeah. And uh, they were introducing all the contestants and everything. And then all of a sudden, Uh-oh. there he is. No. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, he stood there. He's wearing a black turtleneck top, looking all tough, arms crossed, you know, cocky and and all this. And he get he got knocked out in the first round, answering a question oh, well. about his beloved Liverpool, which Uh-oh. is where he was from, and it was absolutely brilliant watching <laughs> the cockiness and the delight drain from his face when he realised that the answer to his question was Liverpool. Well, I can't imagine well I can imagine but I, it is literally it's all I can do is imagine I've never experienced it losing on a television quiz show I've always won 
always apart from come dine with me which was a, was mm-hmm. i'll be honest that was a complete and utter setup um no is that the only reason i came i shouldn't have won it right but i should have mm-hmm. come third at the very very least not fourth right and the only reason i came last and i'm and I'm, I'm still really really bitter about it i'm not gonna make you know i'm not gonna lie was because i first gave right the first one you were too generous the, se- the second one was lembert opic right and I, yeah. I couldn't stand the bloke and i gave right. him a two and then afterwards i went do you know what i I can't can we do that again i'll give him a four and me giving him a four bumped him into third place unbelievable what did he cook cook? no what did you cook i well as you know i'm an excellent cook homemade hummus unlike debbie mcgee who's shot bought um here's, here's where i went wrong right I cooked, um, I cooked two meals, one for the vegetarians and one for the meat eaters. And for the meat eaters, yeah. I can't cook. I just cook some nice little salmon thing. I should have done the same thing for everyone. I, uh, uh, uh it was, um, spinach and, uh, cheese, p- uh, pie, the rest, Greek recipe that my mother-in-law gave me. And, yeah. um, and we had Greek dancers round and, oh, it was, it was absolutely bloody awful. Hated that. Got paid a fortune. Hated it. And they said, oh, you'll be finished by 10, 11 o'clock at the latest every night, right? <laughs> Not at all. Well, I didn't get home the night, cause the, the, the night before my, the one I was cooking, I didn't get home till three o'clock. And then they come round at eight o'clock in the morning to start filming. I don't oh. believe it. And every night I got home about half past two, three o'clock. It was hellish. Yeah. And my agent oh, said, well, you yeah. never know what, because they kept asking me and they kept asking me. Um, and I didn't get, I didn't get paid that much actually. And they said, you never know what it might lead to. Well, what it might lead to was me hating myself for going on Come Dine With Me. You should have done what the guy did. Do you ever see the one, it wasn't a celebrity one, but the guy who was so furious that his dinner had not been appreciated that he, he told them to stick it. Yeah. You've won. <laughs> I hope you're happy with yourself. Yes, yeah, Now take your money and get off my property. I saw that recently. <laughs> it was great because there's this pause and the two women look at each other and go, yay! <laughs> I mean, peak, it, the, 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 it peaked on that wonderful episode um, uh, where, uh, and me, I was absolute, and we tried to get, we phoned up Channel 4 and said, can we get these contestants on? They said, no. We're not releasing these contestants to anyone to talk. So we just watched the show in great detail and worked out what town it was. Well, oh, one of, them runs a, run, one of them runs a carpet shop. We phoned them all up. The one where um, the drunk girl fell asleep. <sighs> She's dead now. No. I, I, I believe oh. that she died of, alcohol, of oh, alcoholism. God. I know, so it's, I'm, yeah, it's terribly sad. But as, as television experiences go, she was, she, was obviously, uh, she was obviously an alcoholic and she fell asleep. And there was a very camp... Um, but, but it was it was just I mean it ended in tragedy obviously yeah. years later this poor woman died yeah. but um, just the most incredible contestants you know my kids are obsessed with come dine sorry with the, what come dine with me thank you sorry um, and they especially love oh god I can't remember what her name is there was one in Birmingham right where this woman big quite a I was going to say a big woman she wasn't really she was an average sized woman but she did belly dancing and she oh. sort of cooked, I think she cooked like Turkish or something, but yeah. she um, she went to someone else's dinner and her bra started vibrating. Whoa. Yeah, she'd put a phone in her bra just in case anyone found up. And then she also <laughs> confessed that she'd had chips before she came out in case she didn't like it. Oh, <laughs> and my kids are always doing impressions of her at the dinner table. <laughs> well, Sally. Your bra's vibrating. Sally, thank you for that. I appreciate your call. 03444991000. Matthew Stevenson's trolling me, which is unusual because normally he's on my side. Didn't you lose on pointless after you were racist? <clears throat> no. 
Yes, I was racist on Pointless, that is true, but we got through, me and, me and Cheggers got through to the final, we just didn't win the jackpot. We got through to the final, so you can stick that right up there, sunshine. James, stay there, come to you in a second. I'm Ian Lee, this is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. After midnight, you'll uh, you'll hear me hanging out with the uh, cast of hair. Um, we were saying that young lady that we were talking about on Come Dine with me. She uh, um, took her own life. It looks That's like it. Sad, it's, what, it's what one of the reports I've read in the papers. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Terrible, isn't it? Just isn't it? Just. Um, good evening, James. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Cass. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hi. No, am, am I that deep? Um, I need to do. I need to do a really big fart. That's what's. Can you do it outside. No, I, well, this is. I'm not going. I wouldn't. Do, I don't do it until you leave the room. To um, do you think I don't notice when I come back in? That's that's irrelevant. It's like walking through a butcher's curtain. I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. That's is that steak pie we had. That was amazing pie, wasn't it? I know. I'm eating it again. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, James. Have we got a window in the studio? Nope. Oh dear. Oh, dear. my my thoughts are with you. Um, a DVD that I've never opened. Yes, I um, I've, I don't know how long I've had it now. About four or five years. Uh, Belleville Rendezvous. Oh, sorry, I just. Did it come out? I, 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 so you followed through. Kath was annoying me by oh. looking at me, and I I was saying trying to get her to stop looking at me. So I, I chucked a pen, pen lid at her, right? Oh, oh. Right, but I was, I was aiming for her quite ample forehead. But fair play, oh. I got her right on the bridge of the nose. That's going to bruise. Oh. That is going to bruise. That's going to look like a punch. At least that's what we'll tell <laughs> the authorities. Wowzers, are, are you all right, my darling? I can only apologise, and I'm saying this so that if it does go to court... Um, there's a record of it. There's a record he's, of me He's actually giving me the Vs while he's doing it and yeah. laughing. James, yes, you were saying before Catherine rudely interrupted by um, putting her nose in the way <laughs> in the of my pen lid. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there right now looking at a copy of this DVD. It's called Belleville Rendezvous. I what? It's, like a, it, it's a French classic. It's an animated French classic. Oh, yeah, an um, animated French cr- classic, yeah. yeah? The only animated French stuff I've ever seen is Asterix, and that is... It's not French, it's Belgian. Well, even worse, yeah. then. Even worse. I bet Katia's got, like, all of them, all, all Blu-rays, double-disc, di- bl- oh, director's blimey. commentary editions. I bet she has. I think I um I was I was in a shop or somewhere like that a few years ago, yeah. and they had that thing you know get the, the rack of DVDs yeah. right by the three the quid saying they're all three, yeah, three quid. quid with anything else. I, thought, I oh, took yeah, Kath into pop the other that. day, and I'm, I've got an arm full of stuff. What is what? And I just yeah. and then I went, I'm never going to watch this. And I put it all back. <laughs> yeah, it, it was there in front of me, and I thought, you know what? If I buy that, I'll, I'll look well classy. You know, look at me with my French animation, and I've just never got round to it, and well, I probably never will. Now you mention it, chuck it. Oh, I can't do that. Absolutely chuck it. I'll I'll feel sick again. Chuck it! No. Thanks very much for calling, James. I'm making your life better. Chuck it, chuck it, chuck it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Does it look like it's gone a bit far? Yeah, it's gone a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it has a little bit. Oh, well, these these things happen. Um. Um, not passing comment, but I am slightly fascinated by the sacking of the women's England's manager. That's all I'm going to say, because I, 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 you know, I just, 
They just they just they just beat Russia six 0 in a World Cup tie and he gets the sack. What's going on there? Something. Or maybe nothing. Who knows for legal reasons. I'm sure it will be explored thoroughly. Yeah, oh yes. Maybe that was it. Um, I'm sure it wasn't. Fo- uh, I, saw, I was reading this on Twitter. Foo Fighters fans fury at Duff tickets. Mm. Surely it should be Foo Fighters fan fury. No, when it, well, they weren't fake tickets, were they? Foo Fighters fans... How do we make this better for them? Foo Fighters fans fury at Duff tickets. Foo Fighters fans... At festival Flim Flam. It wasn't a festival. Uh. At, um, uh, well, you, you, know, you know what we're trying to do. And you, you, that, that's your homework, dear listener. You can do it yourself. I read this on Twitter. Loads of people got turned away from the gig because they didn't have photographic id um and it's that new thing now to stop touts and here's the thing it don't work it's to stop touts is that the named buyer has to be present um but here's the thing it doesn't work because supposing i bought you and your husband tickets Mm. for for something you know or supposing um my wife bought me tickets you know it's gifts what about your parents buy buy tickets for their kids because they're expensive or or if i'm taking the kids to the beach boys oh no i can't go and i give them to my missus so that she can so it 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 doesn't work i mean the hassle i had with those remember those cat stevens tickets oh my yeah 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 the hassle i had and then we got it sorted out and and someone um went in my place and and but what a what a what a Fans who spent hundreds of pounds to see the Foo Fighters were turned away from a concert in a row over invalid, invalid tickets. Gig goers with tickets bought from secondary websites were refused entry at London's O2 Arena as their ID did not match the name on the ticket. Yeah, but, but it's not just people who've bought them on hooky websites. It's not just that. It is, um, uh, it's people, and if you, by the way, if you, if you went to this, oh, I'd love to hear from you. Um, it, it's, it's people who give them as gifts, you know, Foo Fighters, you, you, you buy them, you buy them for, for dad's birthday or something. Or, you know, like, as you said, say my sister's sitting on the phone lines for 20 minutes trying to get tickets yeah. through, she might get mine as well while she's on there. My husband and his brother are among hundreds turned away, said a furious fan. Promoters SJM said fans that bought through our official box office is had to agree they were buying named tickets. We did this to prevent tickets being resold at extortionate prices. Here's the thing. Those tickets, they were still sold at extortionate prices. The touts still got their money. This, you know, and there is a problem. with. I've bought tout, uh, tickets off touts before. I've, 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 very rarely have I done it outside a gig, but I've, I've done it. And I've also, um, a couple of times, I bought tickets from a hooky website. I mean, paid an absolute fortune. So I got four-throw tickets for prints because I paid... I'm I'm embarrassed to say how much I paid. I paid I paid I was showing off to my then girlfriend. I don't think we were married then, um, and I paid hundreds of pounds for two tickets in the fourth row of prints. And and it's a website that I've used a few times, and they've always been great. And there's never been a problem. And uh, is it fair? Probably not. Probably not. But this isn't the way to deal with it. Good evening, Andrew. Hi, Ian. Hi, Andrew. Yo yo yo, Kev. Well, mate, come on! If you're gonna you're gonna say hi and yo yo yo, give it some spunk, buddy. Yo yo yo, Kev. Yep. Well, Why are you so muffled? Are you in a box? I'm not muffled. Yeah, you are. Really? Yeah. Are you talking through the sleeve of your jumper? No. Hmm. So you can't hear me. I can hear you, but it's like you're hiding your mouth from the feds or something. What about now? Still. Do it again. What about now? Yep. Let's, let's, I mean, we could spend the, the next hour and a half um, 
listening to you talking like that. Why don't we all do that? Oh, Andrew, what what have you got for us this evening? Right, you asked me to call back from last week. Did I? Yes, because you asked me to remind you about the hide and seek. Um. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, and no, you haven't done it. You know, haven't done it. You know. Uh, okay, so what? Um, hang on a minute. I'm just replying to Robin Ince. Robin Ince is going to come on the show uh, to um, to promote a benefit he's doing for for guys. Anybody? Anybody? Now, here's something for the hardcore Ian Lee fan. To he's doing a benefit show for Barry Crimmins. Now, why does that name mean something to this show? Do you know, Andrew? No. Okay. Don't worry. Well, hardcore fans will know why does Barry Crimmins mean something to this show. Um, hide and seek. Yes. Can you phone up um, uh, in a couple of weeks <coughs> and remind me? Oh, for God's sake. Not... I've got an idea for an alternative. Yeah, go on. Why don't you get, you know, when these, the mazes you get in like Hampton Court and why stuff like that? Why don't you get the. Oh, yeah, sorry, go on. Right. Everyone arranges to meet at a maze. Yes. Everybody goes in, yes. ten things later, you go in after them, and you have to find them before they meet in the middle. Well, uh, that's, well, that's, no, but hang on, that would be, that would be, you know, you know how to do a maze, don't you? You know there's a cheat for every maze. We don't tell everyone. Well, everyone knows the cheat, you know the cheat for the maze, don't you, mm-hmm. Catherine? What is it? That you follow oh, your... right. Yeah, you've, yeah. Um, right, but, but, then, but then everybody goes in, and then five seconds afterwards you chase after them, and you have to get there before them. No, 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 no. I start in the middle, and they come in, and I have to catch. And I, but I'm not allowed to stay in the middle. But I start in the middle, and Happy. then then they have to. There's where's I tell you a really good maze because Hampton Court maze is all right. It's not brilliant. There's a really good maze. We went there for my birthday a few years ago, um, and it's a castle, and I can't think where it is. They have um, like jousting tournaments there. When I went there, it was we we went um, glamping. Oh, for my birthday in my tent. Gosh, now my family must love me. Um, and we went glamping, and they had like a medieval festival on. But also, so the boys dressed up in armour, and then we watched jousting, and they, you know, they did a bit of archery. But also, there was a brilliant maze there, the best maze I've ever been in, to the point where, after after being in it for over an hour, I was getting really peed off that we couldn't find them, and it stopped being fun. And I saw someone in the middle because it was high up. And I said, I'm sorry, mate, can you talk us into the middle, please? Because I am, I'm losing the will to live here. And we had to get talked into the middle by, by some fella. See, so there's something in it. No, I don't like enclosed spaces. And I don't like enclosed spaces with lots of people well, in it. Well, you obviously love them, Andrew, because like we said, you're in a box. Hang on, Cass, Cass said she doesn't like them. Yeah? Right, OK, hip, hip, hip. Thank you very much. Forget, there we forget, go. Forget, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's forget, come, yeah, yeah, thank you. You can have him. He's a I weirdo. I want him. I want him. He's a weirdo. He's a He's muffled not... weirdo. Shut How dare you speak about a hip, hip, hipster like that? He's not a weirdo. Hip, hip, hip. Sorry about that, Andrew. I do apologise, mate. But that, no yeah, that's problem. that's what, what, uh, what it's like on the dark side, full of cheap snipes and uh, nasty innuendo. It's all wrong. Andrew, speak. To, give us a call in two weeks about hide and seek, yeah? <laughs> or don't you, bother. I'm off that then, anyway, so... <laughs> He'll, he'll phone up some random American or some Russian bloke and go, oh. Hip, hip, hip. Sorry. What are you talking about? I'll phone up and talk about hide no. and seek. <laughs> okay, well, let's hear about hide and seek. Oh, three, four, four. Mr. Magoo. Oh, I didn't you know what I was trying to do. Um, I was trying to do Robin Day today. 
but it ends up it always ends up sounding like Brian Walden because mm. they played a clip of um, the the first ever question time from like 1979 or something. Um, I'm Brian Walden, and this is uh, Sunday politics with me, Brian Walden. See, that is that's a spot on Brian Walden. That's one for the that's one for the kids there. That's one for the 15. Oh, get him to do his Brian Walden again. I'm Brian Walden. I'm Brian Walden. Good evening. Uh, welcome. My name is Robert. My name is Sir Robert Day. That, that's I can't do it. That, that, no, this it, it, I should be able to do Robin Day because I, I I can I can feel him. I can feel him, but I can't. Oh. So it's disappointing. Disappointing. Oh, also disappointing for one person who cares. Uh, asterisk. 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 Yes. Uh, well, Was he, French, not Belgian. Yeah, I know. I knew that. Everyone knew that. So did Margot. Yeah, thank you. But no one else gives a toss. No, because he's boring. It is. Too the much Gauls, writing. The Gauls. Too much writing. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Leeds Castle in Kent. That's where there's a, an excellent uh, maze that just did my nutty. I will never go in it. Ever. Do you not like mazes? Just uh, pointless. Mm. Just annoy me. Here we go. But if in doubt, if 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 you, here's a tip. People ask me. Um, people are always like kids and young men and young women and old men and old women and, and some uh, uh, professionals. No names, no background. as well. Often asking me for tips on how to do um, engaging um, award-nominated radio. Mm-hmm. And I say very simply, ask Kath. No, no, no. I'm telling I say very simply, if you're struggling. Go to page eight of the Daily Mirror because odds are they'll have a load of lists in there. That's what they do. Page eight. Sometimes it's page uh, page ten, but generally page eight of the Daily Mirror. They'll have lists, and a, a, a decent radio host can get can get a good twenty minutes, twenty two minutes out of a, a page of lists, and that's about exactly what's about to happen now. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. James will answer that call as soon as he um, feels up to it. Um, Britain's movies and shakers, movers and shakers, movies and shakers. Yeah, see what they're UK doing. UK Film Facts web launch. Not a lot of people know that. Well, actually, now we all do. Thanks to the launch yesterday of the British Film Institute's filmography, the world's first complete and accurate record of UK cinema, anyone can be a film buff, or at least pretend to be. Fans can search filmography.bfi.org.uk and explore our movie history from the first UK film release in cinemas in 19... What was the year was the first uh, British movie release? Uh, 1912. Close. 11. Oh! Here are just a few fascinating UK film facts. Let's, I'll be the judge of how fascinating they are. Here we go. Um, the most... Oh, here we go. Most prolific actors... And it says actresses, but I'm just going to say actors because yeah. I'm a modern guy. Yeah. Most prolific actors of each decade from 1960. Is the mirror using a differentiation? Is it? Yeah. Gosh, it's not woke like you. No. Okay. So, um, who was the most? Okay. Well, that, that, well. Okay, we're going to say. Okay, who was the most prolific male actor? Who was the most? I guess British. Who was the? This is a great question. You'll never get this. Who was the most prolific? Male actor of the... Uh, who was the most... Let me hang on. Let me get the question out. Who was the most prolific British male actor of the 1960s? Oh, Dennis Waterman. Well, are you being a dick? 
What a stupid answer. That's pathetic. It's not, it's not, it's obviously, it's a joke. It's not funny. It's stupid. I'm about to, um, educate Prolific you. Prolific in the fact that he used to sing all the theme, ch- you know, he's a, he's work. Right. You're, a, you're, you're, output is amazing. Here's, here's the reason. Here's, here's several, I'm going to come up with three reasons why you are a dick. One, <laughs> the 1960s. Two, cinema. Three, you're just a dick. Yeah. Andre will know. Andre. Oh, God. Yeah. Who was? Who was the? Who was what? I'm going to ask you. Who was? Okay. I'm going to shut up. Who was? Yeah, okay. okay. Who was? Yeah. Please. Who yeah. was? For God's sakes, man, button it. Oh, I would stop repeating yourself. Get the question out. Who was the most prolific British movie actor of the 1960s? Oh, tough one. Movie or. Tell you as well, or just movies? What did, what did I say? <laughs> movies. Yep, so? Leonard Rosser. <laughs> um, I it's... like that's TV, isn't it? No, 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 um, well, he was in... Leonard Rosser, of course, was in um, 2001, A Space Odyssey. No, he wasn't. He yes, was in he... all sorts. Well, he was also in two... Yeah, all sorts, including what? 2001, A Space Odyssey. Did I get it right, then? No. Uh, Ian, listen, right? It's someone similar. Uh, No. Not Dennis Waterman, the other fella. George Cole? Uh, Yeah, that's right. No, but that's a good good guess. Can I just tell you a quick story? I've been keep laughing to myself today about the conversation. Oh, this should be fun. Someone's going to laugh about it. Ah, Ian. Yep. Abu. Abu? Ian? Hello? It, it was a funny conversation, wasn't it? Um... It tickled me. I bet it did. <laughs> I wonder how they're getting on them, pair. I've got no idea what, what happened last night. Neither of you, probably. <laughs> yes, you remember, Ian. What? Unless you had a few. Did you have a few on the radio? No, I just s- tend to switch off when you call in. Like, oh, like most of my listeners. Yeah, but I... I oh, I'm on fire tonight. Too. On fire. Yeah, yeah, listen, right, it was a good conversation. I enjoyed it. That's great news, Andre. Thank you so much. John Le Mesurier. Oh. 51 films. And and the most prolific British female actor of the 1960s, Marianne Stone, with 62 films. I'm going to have to Google her. Yeah. Here we go. This is, I, I mean, this is, fair play, this is brilliant. Most prolific British actor of the 1970s in cinema. Um, Hoskins. Peter Cushing, with oh. 29 films. Most prolific female actor? Go on, you know it. The 1970s, you know it. You do. Judy Dench. Marianne Stone, 37 films. Who is this Marianne Stone? Gosh. She sounds incredible. Here's something. This can't be right. The most prolific British actor of the 1980s in cinema... This ca- this cannot be right. Blessed. Robbie Coltrane with what? 16 films. No. Let's name them. Nuns on the Run. Um, he did another one with Eric Idle. Um, not nearly Departed. That was Eric Idle's um, sitcom where he played a ghost living in an attic. Um, Nuns on the Run. Um, the inheritance, the air. Is it something about stop or the Pope will shoot? Stop or the Pope will shoot. I went to the pictures to see that. Um, there was another one he did that was that was. Well, obviously there was another fourteen that he did. 
Um, um, the 1990s, it was Keith Allen. What? That sounds like balls. I don't believe. I don't believe that. I, I think this may be. Uh, let, let's go to let's 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 go to a break and we'll we'll reset the the Daily Mirror page eight and we'll see if it comes up with the, the, the same data. This is Talk Radio, the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uh, your nose is really. Um, is it bleeding still? Uh, the, the the blood has congealed, but that is really um, that's, that's a that's a fine piece I mean, of work. Yeah. Good evening, Raymond. Good evening. I thought you could both help me out. You, you're talking about um, DVDs still on their covers. Yes. I've got flipping loads, so can you t- just can we play a quick game of hit and miss, and I'll, I'll uh, get rid of the ones that. Oh yeah, yeah, we can do this. Rubbish. Yeah, go on. God, they get back a while as well. The first one, Once Upon a Time in America. Uh, yes, good. Oh, good. And I've had that over ten years. Um, Enemy at the Gates. Chuck it. Excellent. Capote. Chuck it. This is good. Babel. Babel? Babel or Babel? It's a Babel. Brad Pitt film. Uh, but you can't pronounce Babel. it. Chuck it. Uh, Lost in Translation. Oh. Keep it. The old Cassie really? disagreeing. When I watched it, I didn't really get it. No, I liked it. Uh, Bill Murray's in it. Love it. Love it. Mm. Love it. Okay. Although Bill Murray's new album uh, sounds like a stinker, but anyway, go on. Yes. <laughs> Blood Diamond. Chuck it. The Hurt Locker. Chuck it. We Own the Night. Chuck it. Wow. Um, salmon Fishing in the Yemen. Oh, for God's sakes. Chuck it. <laughs> uh, crazy Stupid Love. Chuck it. Oh, God. What is the, what, That's what, not you yours, just is it? To, would you just go and buy a lot of crap one day? What is all this no, rubbish? Sometimes, or sometimes I get given them um, as presents and stuff. So, uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Which, which sorry, that, which, which, hang on, which version? The new one? No, well, yeah, because the old one was a TV series, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, keep it. Okay. And you might have mentioned this recently, actually, if I remember right. Um, my son bought me the San Andreas. Oh, I love that. Keep that. That's a classic film. Is that The Rock? Yeah. Yeah, The Rock, right? And there's the San Andreas Fault, um, and basically California gets sucked into the ground and he flies a helicopter. Absolutely brilliant. The best of the lot. Watch that one first. All right, excellent. So I've got rid of about nine DVDs. Marvellous. Thank you for your help. Absolute pleasure, buddy. That's what we're here for. That is what... San Andreas is a great movie. That, I'd love to go to a double bill of that and uh, 2012. Starring... Jean Cusack. Well, let me know if you do, mm. and I'll take the night off and uh, have a sleep. Okie dokie. Right. So, um, 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 you're right. I don't really understand. I'm trying to. Okay, right. Ah, okay. This is a fun one. Right. Top ten most featured characters in film. And I'm getting British first. Okay. The top ten most featured characters in British films. Uh, uh, we've got the top 12. Okay. Here. Well, like the Queen. Is that what we talked about? It says the top ten, but then we've got 12. All right. So, at number 12, which Queen? Elizabeth II. Um, she's number nine with 12 films. Right. Okay. Elizabeth I? No, that, no, sorry. Queen Elizabeth I... Queen, it says Queen Elizabeth is in 12 films. All right, well, they must be talking about second. Right. 
Um, any other queens? Yeah, Elizabeth I. Um, no, she's not listed. Oh. She's not listed. Mm. Any, any other queens? Like Victoria. Um... I'm going to throw another pen lid at you in a minute. But this time my hand will still be attached to it. Um, Queen Victoria is number one when she's in 25 films. Well, she was old. Did a lot. You're, you're really starting to... You actually... Go on. Num- all right. Okay. And joint number one is a man. My name is James Bond. Um, my name is Bond, James Bond. I've got a license. I've got a license to thrill you with my penis, my Walter PPK, my Walter penis. And I'm going to make love to you and then I'm going to kill you because I'm James Bond. Is that George Galloway? (laughs) That's not George Galloway, guys. We all know that George Galloway sounds um, a little bit like this. George, you're a fanny. That's what George Galloway sounds like. (laughs) No, it's James Bond. He's also in 25 movies. Gosh. Sherlock Holmes is in 24. I think Sherlock Holmes has got to be one of the dullest characters of all time. Um, Smug, insipid. He's not insipid. Yes, he is. No. Yeah, he is. Bore him. Opium addict. Yep, 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 yep. Um, genius. I don't care about his, his private Sociopath. Life. So he, well, you're, you're playing a mug's game here, mate. Why? Well, if James Bond is in 25 films... Mm. Right? Yeah. Then that means there's been a lot of James Bond films. Yeah. Right? So who else is in James Bond films, maybe? Money Penny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in. Uh, she's number four. She's in seventeen. M. Yeah, he's number five. He's in sixteen. Q. Yep, he's number six. He's in fifteen. Mm. That's it. Um, odd Job. That's <laughs> <laughs> my favourite. Uh, the boys love Odd Job. <laughs> it's a brilliant fight. I don't really know the Sean Connery Bonds that well because I always found them a little bit slow, and I didn't like the kind of the, the effects when he's driving and it's like a projection. I didn't really like that. But there's a brilliant fight between uh, uh, Connery and Odd Job in like some vault, and I watched it with the boys because they wanted because uh, we were thro- we were playing a game. They had a hat. That was it. They had a hat, and I, they were throwing at each other. I said, "Oh, there's a there's a guy who's got a hat." Um, and it's got razor blades around it, and he throws it and he chops off like statues' heads. And so then we, when we went to YouTube and we watched a bit of, um, uh, we watched a little bit of uh, of Odd Job and stuff. Um, but it's a great fight, right? I've just been sent an email, and I've just seen it flash up. I don't know what it is that will tell us how many tickets we've sold for our whole show. Oh God! At the end of the month, shall I look? Shall I do this on air? No, Oof. could be a right Debbie Downer. It's not brilliant. <laughs> it's not brilliant. 10. Oh, it's better than that. 11. 12. <laughs> so 12. I think the venue holds about 100. Now! <laughs> so, guys, um, here's what I'd like you to do. People of Hull. I would like you to uh, Google Cardama94, K-A-R-D-O-M-A-H-94, the rabbit hole. And even if you're not going to go, just buy tickets. Because, honestly, I don't care if there are loads of people there. I just care that about the money <laughs> well I, I kind of want good people to come um uh if you if you want to come that'll be wicked but we've not really been plugging the whole show we've got we've got um what have we got first we've got scarborough f- scunthorpe oh. first yeah we've sold about 30 for that so that's good scunthorpe uh which is i think is on the first of october um sunday first of october so that's like just over a week away isn't it so guys come um 
and then we've got Brighton, where I think there's only five tickets left. Then we've got Hull. Then we've got Wolverhampton. Then we've got Luton. Then we've got Belfast. It's all a pun. Here's the thing, because I, I do get a bit upset when I say, oh, we've only sold 12 in a venue that's... that's, that's but then I remember this is all an experiment yeah. to see if where we have an audience, and maybe we don't have an audience in Hull. I went to see fine. John Shuttleworth once, and there were literally about seven of us there. Yeah. And it was brilliant. Have I mean, finished, for an audience. Have you finished... Um, Chris Difford's book. No. He talks about doing a tour. It's like a solo tour in the eight, maybe the 90s. And um, in America, and not many, but you know, handfuls of people going. But that's, you know, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It'd be fun. It'd be nice to go to Hull. Anyway, ah, we, we're going to do the the show from someone's house on that Friday. I mean, was that the plan for Hull? Hull? For Hull, we were going to do that, not yeah. for Scunthorpe. For Hull. So we we need to start sniffing around. So when are we in Hull? Uh, Hull, Sunday the 29th of October. Oh, so we've got a while yet. Yeah. Got a while to go. Um, but So that means on Friday the 27th of October, if you live in Hull, I think I might have had a couple of emails about it actually from people. Um, if you want us to come do the show from your house in or around Hull. Yeah. Then invite us. And we'll have to come a bit earlier. Right, because the boss has asked oh, us to come and check the uh, equipment earlier because we had a bit of a hairy time in Manchester, didn't well, we? Well, we, 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 we did have a hairy time with um, the, 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 the Wi-Fi, the broadband. Yes, we did. Yes. We also had a hairy time with children who didn't know what they were doing as well. Those two things combined created an exciting car crash and it created an extra 15 minutes of George Galloway. That's what it created. <laughs> we got there in the end. And a late night phone call for the boss. Hey, William's buying three tickets tomorrow for Scunny. Well done. Could you buy three for Hull as well, even <laughs> if you're not intending on coming, please? Because <laughs> twelve is a little bit um, is a little bit rotten. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, what was the biggest grossing British film of nineteen ninety seven? Um, British film. Oh, that will be something like Go on. Um, Go on. Notting Hill. Or, no. Uh, Bridget that was, Jones. That was 1999. No. Oh, okay. Um, four Weddings. Uh, no. Four, four Weddings was earlier, I think. I would say I would say Four Weddings was. I remember because I took a girl to see it that I asked out on the tube. Um, 20... Oh, well, no, maybe that was 96, Four Weddings. I would say 96. Maybe earlier. 94. 94, James is saying. 1997, it was, it was, The Full Monty. Oh, God, yeah. Is The Full Monty the reason why people started taking their clothes off? You can leave your hat on over your bollocks. <laughs> That's what that was, isn't it? And then there was... Um, that, Got then, to stop swearing on the show. Sorry. Then there was um, Calendar Girls. I'm yeah. going to need considerably bigger buns. But that was um, based on a true story, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think the Full Monty wasn't... was. Could have been. Louise is saying we can do the show from her house in Hull, so that's that sorted. Have a look at her bio. Does it say that she's an axe murderer? Let's have a little look. Um, her bio is... I'll get to that. She's only got 58 followers. Hmm. And that always strikes me as odd. Let's, let's, look, at, so let's look at her media. Let's see if there's pictures... Picture of lots of gifs, mm. uh, lots of gifs, no pictures of her. I'm oh, no, hang on, look, that's her. That's her. Let's, let's have a little look. At, let's have a look at this. She's a young lady, 
Um, gosh. Um, yeah, okay, we'll do it there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you by the way, if you want to email me about uh, doing stuff, the shows in your house or anything, you can email me. Ian at ianlee.com um, is the uh, email address. Um, know anyone with a wide face? You should keep a close eye on them, a study suggests. Sophia Ellis Baxter. It claims people with broad, square faces have more relaxed attitudes to casual sex and are more likely to cheat. They tend to be wealthier and more attractive to potential partners, but there is a downside. Yeah, they cheat. You've told us the downside. They tend to be more aggressive and linked to unethical behaviour, prejudice, and psychopathic traits. <gasps> Wowzers. According to the study in uh, Canada. Canada, Dr. Carmen Lefebvre of University College London, who previously <laughs> found... You were revving up then, weren't you? ...wide face... I wasn't revving up, I was there. <laughs> who previously found... Hey, talk about revving up. You out, We've got a minute. You outside um, your uh, house this morning trying to get your <laughs> scooter started. I know, he's just coughing. How so, long were you there for, 10 minutes? About 5, 10 minutes, yeah. I tried to YouTube in how to uh, kickstart. You couldn't start it? <laughs> couldn't do it. And I was trying all the tricks that they'd showed me in the shop and... In the end, I had to um, you text me. you. Yeah, and I said uh, you've probably flicked the switch. The kill switch. The kill switch. Yeah, you went. Oh, let me check. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. There's a little switch that cuts the engine off. <laughs> yeah. But then I, I only know that because I did that uh, on the uh, A40 flyover, which is a very high flyover in London. Very, very busy. It's like the, the, one of two main routes to come into London from from uh, from the west. Uh, and I did that on on the A40 flyover. For some reason, I just knocked it with my hand, and I was like, "Why won't it start? Why won't it start?" Traffic was building up. Oh, it was terrifying. Well, I let the kids sit on it yesterday, and I yeah. think they pressed everything. Oh, kids, kids fanny about with the buttons all the time. No, don't, 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 and it's a big orange button asking for it um dear listener what's going to happen after the news we're going to come back we'll have about 10 15 minutes or so if you want to phone up and have a chitty chat you are very very welcome to do that and then we're going to hear the um what happened when i went to meet the cast the young beautiful talented cast of the new production of hair and if you listen to the show you know i absolutely love hair uh i'm ian lee she's Catherine boyle this is the late night alternative on talk radio the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk me and lucifer lucifer Just like the angel that fell, vanished forever to hell. Today have I been expelled from high school heaven. Elevator going down, going down, going down. Everybody going down, going down, going down. This is my doom, my humiliation. October, not June, and it's summer vacation. Such a disgrace. Why should this pain bring me such strange revelation? Escalator going down, going down, going down. Everybody going down, going down, going down. Emancipation, proclamation. Oh, Dr. Lincoln, my head needs Lucifer and me 
looks like the 4th of July. Thank God the angels can fly. Down, 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 going down, 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 going down, 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 going down. Oh, come on, guys. I love hair so much. I love it so much. Such a thrill to go and see them rehearse. But give us about 10, 15 minutes or so, and we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll hear uh, what happened when I went and um, um, uh, spoke to uh, the cast and the uh, team behind the new production of Hair, which uh, is, is a few weeks away. And um, I don't avoid confrontation. I call out the director. I say to the director, hey, ma'am, we had the producer on the show. I did an audition for her. I didn't get a call back. What the hell is going on? Um, it gets a little bit tense, if I'm completely honest. Uh, this has been the story that all phone-in shows have been doing today. So I'm not going to do it. There we go. There we go. I was, I was, I was, I was going to be lazy. I'm not going to do it. We're fine. We're fine. Everyone else. Every, the one about the wedding and 150 quid charging over 150 oh. quid. Everyone's done it. Everyone, everyone's done it. So I'm not going to do it. 0344 Here we go. Not everyone's done this story. Beatles widow Yoko Ono has sued a drinks firm selling lemonade called John Lennon. Oh, it's called John Lemon. I see what they've done. John Lemon. I see. I see what they've done. Uh, Yoko, 84. Have you written the letter to her? Mentally, yes. Mate, I know what I'm write. I've been asking you for four years to write a letter to her because she will reply well, to what you. What do you say to her? That we love her and will she come on the show? Okay. And um, say you've enclosed a cloud. So I've put a cloud in there. I was thinking it might require me drawing a picture. No, 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 no. Don't draw a picture. It's abstract. So, oh, no, there is. I hope you enjoy this cloud that is in here. You have to open the envelope wide and shake it. There's (laughs) free the cloud. There you go. It's fine. She'll love all that rubbish, isn't it? It's all rubbish. Uh, Yoko, 84 years old. Golly gosh who administers a late husband... Oh, they were married, John Lennon's. I didn't realise. Estate claimed his image was hijacked. She was upset the drink was promoted with an image of his round spectacles and the line, John Lemon, let it be. What? That doesn't make sense. And an online image showed a mural of the singing legend who was shot dead by a loner in 1980. Was he? That never gets mentioned, No. Remember when we went to the spot where he was shot? Mm. We, that was a weird vibe, wasn't it? Yeah. That was a very strange vibe. But the building is odd. Yeah, it's an evil building. Mm-hmm. Very, very dark uh, energy coming off that building. And those strange, um, like, uh, gargoyles, like hideous gargoyles. Yeah, and the coach lamps. Yeah, no, that was a weird place, that. That was weird. Um, Who else lived in there, in there, aside from Yoko? Oh. Do you remember? Well, I know that that's where they filmed Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Um, it, who else lived there? Another famous celebrity widow. Yeah. Can't remember. Lauren Bacall. There we go. There we go. Um, uh, there's a, a mural of the singing legend grasping a lemon tree. Yoko sent legal letters to the Polish drinks firm and their UK distributors. It's, it's pretty lame, isn't it? Yeah, it's taking a mick. She threatened fines of £4,500 a day for hijacking John's image and ordered them to recall all bottles. The firm said it registered the name John Lemon in 2014, two years before Lennon's name was trademarked. But it avoided a fine... Oh, an idiot. It avoided a financially... Why do you want to drink a lemon drink anyway? What do you want a lemon for? What, lemonade? No, but it's... Oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. 
But lemonade doesn't taste of lemons. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. That cloudy lemonade does. Oh, yeah, that disgusting pap does. But um, uh, I, I found... A, sorry, just going off on a tangent. I found the most... I think I might have mentioned this to you. Um, I found the most incredible um, album release. Uh, I'm not going to play it all, but um, have, a listen, have a listen to this. Have a listen to this. Okay. Hang on, we'll start, we'll start from the beginning. Listen to this. Hi, this is Bill Cosby. I'd like no. you to pay close attention to this album because it's very important. We want to talk about amphetamines, cocaine, depressants, barbiturates, opiates, alcohol, tobacco, hallucinogens. We want you and your parents give a listen first of all we want to talk about um the downers and the uppers i bet you, Do want you to think it's fun how small to are have the children to take a pill to? or yeah. to sniff something or to snort something or to shoot something in your arm to make yourself feel as a lot of people think better no now one guy is going to describe how it feels what? for you to take a downer this is an album called bill cosby to talks to kids about okay drugs now, <laughs> the first comment on this is on YouTube, right? The first comment is, "How awesome would this album be to listen to while on drugs?" <laughs> I mean, and it's uh, this is as far as I've got, but uh, it's it's it. you want to destroy them first, or if you have good sense, you'll take them and then you'll give them to. Who? The mother. No, well, suppose you're in school. Who would you give them? You give them to your teacher, right? Or if you're at home, you take them and you give them to your mother. Right. Or your father. And you say, somebody did what? Somebody gave these. these. Right. So what we're saying is, no matter who it is or what it is, if somebody offers you pills Mm -hmm. or something like that, you're going to say what? They slip them into your drink. Yeah. Yeah. What what if they dissolve, Bill? You don't want to take any candy or anything from anybody you don't know. And even then, you have to look at it very carefully. Yeah. Suppose a friend of yours came it up and it looked like candy, what would you do? It's, it's, I mean, it's almost like a confession, isn't it? It's incredible. Very, very uncomfortable. I found that, I don't know, I just stumbled across that the other day. Bill Cosby talks to kids about drugs. They're it's too little for that. I mean, my kids wouldn't know about in- no. injecting and snorting. Would yours? No, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's in their genes. I don't know. No, they wouldn't. No, of course not. You need to talk to little babies like that. No. Um, uh, Carol Camara, whose firm, Mr Lemonade, distributes the drink to 100 UK cafes, said he initially thought Yoko's letter was a prank. He added, the case was ludicrous, but we couldn't afford to fight her. No, 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 sir. You, 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 you were trying to cash in. And fair play, you got a bit of publicity out of it now. You were trying to cash in on, on John Lennon. Of course, you know, the, if you're going to try and steal someone's trademark, don't make it with anyone connected with the Beatles, for God's sake. They're the most litigious people in the world. Um, Yoko's legal team said John Lennon's heirs do not want his name being used for commercial purposes. A fair settlement was agreed and the company paid Yoko Ono about £9,000, which is not a lot. They were given six months to sell John Lemon stock. Um, well, there, there they go. They've done all right. Do you know right, what? Though, and yeah. she's not doing it for the money either. No, 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 no. Silly sausages. Um, what is this? Actress... Uh, um, 
Okay, it's a lady. In, okay. Um, oh dearie me! I don't. I'm. I'm. I've, I've got nothing, Catherine. If I'm honest, I'm struggling a bit. But I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do the story about people who charged 150 pounds. I wanted to ask you about. What did you think? I told you yesterday, but I don't think you were listening. Go on. About the box of shame. Oh yeah, go on. What was that? Right. I was walking home with my youngest the other day. You know, my eldest now walks by herself. Yeah. Because um, she's going to a different school from the little one. Anyway, one of my eldest's friends yeah. was walking alongside us. I've never really spoken to him that much before. Really nice kid. Anyway, we was having a chat, and uh, I think he was using me to cross the road safely, but that's cool. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to him, and he was say- saying that his teacher has this thing called the box of shame. Okay. Right. Now, shame is something I'm really careful about around my kids. So my ears immediately pricked up. The box of shame is something she keeps in her classroom. If you forget something in her classroom, it goes in there like a lost property thing, right? But the shame comes when you go to collect it. She deducts house points. Yeah. Um, You have to go in and and ask for it back. Okay, so there's the bit of humiliation from the box of shame. It's actually got that written on it. And if you lose three things in a row... You, the whole class gets house points deducted. Um, but for losing what? For losing, I don't know, leaving a pen behind or a well, pencil case or something. Well, now, you know, I, I completely understand why they want to make children responsible for their belongings. But the box of shame seems a little extreme to me. What do you think, Line One? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, that's th- thanks very much for um, for for paying, paying attention. attention. What would you like to say? I agree with you, Catherine. I don't know. Hello, sorry. I just thought uh, I've just come back a holiday, and I thought I'd give you a ring since we're listening to you in the car. Oh wow, fantastic! And I'm a little bit bored, and I've got ten percent on my battery left. So I thought give you a leaving. Hey, wow, man! Up on you. That's that's uh, awesome. Where have you been on your holiday? Lanzarote. Hey. <sighs> Wasn't bad. Oh, I've never been to Lanzarote. It's so, windy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, well, it's it's late in the season to be going, and it's nearly winter. Mate, it's twenty-eight degrees. Yeah, I know, but still, why, why, why would you not go on holiday on a normal time? Like I don't know, summer. Because it'd be full of kids, won't it? Screaming about and stuff like that. Oh, bloody kids! Bloody kids! Oh, you, you know, you know it. Um, have so have you? Are you literally coming back from the airport now? Well, yeah, we've just gone under the Dartford Tunnel. All right. Well, I, I, so it, it's not quite... Um, and when are you back at work? Tomorrow? Um, no, next week. Oh, mate. I was going to say, when uh, the, when will the holiday blues kick in? Well, it won't kick in until next week, then. You got, you, you're got you still on holiday, mate. It's taking it easy. Taking it easy. You live in... Uh, uh, what is that? The La Vida Loca. That's what you're living. <laughs> you should should have come in anyway. When are you going to do a show in Boston? Uh, Boston, Lincolnshire. I, well, I assume you mean. Yeah. Lincolnshire. Yeah, we're, we're going to be in Scunthorpe. No, no, that's too far for me to go. You lazy, you lazy git. You doing your garden? It's further. It's further for us to go than it is for you. Yeah, but you're doing it for the money. I'm doing no, it for the money. Trust, trust me, trust we're me. Not. We ain't doing it for the money. Once we pay for our hotel rooms <laughs> and petrol um, uh, and sp- and the money we've got to pay the venue, I think the, 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 we'll we'll be losing money. We ain't making money out of this. Oh, I did I did actually come to your first gig in um, 
London a couple of years ago. Oh, now, did you? It? Did you really? Well, in that case, then you are one of um, our favourite people there ever was. Um, but uh, um, uh, I'm afraid Scunny is where we're going to be. And um, if you can't be bothered to make it, then uh, a pox on you. Oh, feeling really bad now. Good. So you should do. Go and buy a ticket and um, and um, be ashamed. Be ashamed. So shame's a good thing there. I've shamed him. We there. could have a box of shame. Yeah, we can have a box of shame. Now that's a weird thing to do with uh, with kids, isn't it? That rankles me. I take great it great st- rankles. Okay. Because it, I take great pains not to um, humiliate my children. Yeah. I don't want some stranger doing it. Surprise, surprise! It was a miss with no kids. The first double beds on passenger jets have been launched by an airline. Qatar Airways has revealed Q-Suite, which has two seats reclining flat and partitions to create a private room oh. for... Rumpy pumpy up in the air. Wave your dick in the air like you just don't care. As if you're not dehydrated enough. They're going to be oh, hollow husks. Oh, I'm on a plane. Oh, I'm having sex on a plane. Oh, oh. Snakes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Up to four passengers can also transform their seats into a den for an oh. orgy, for a sex orgy party. Q Suite has been launched on daily Boeing seven 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 flights. I've, I've flown first class Qatar Airways once. Absolutely incredible! Wow. Are they the ones where the um, cabin crew look like um, I Dream of Genie? Mm-hmm. Yes, master. Um. The airline's Jonathan Harding described the new sleeping pods as a revolutionary. He said, we have the first double bed, bed in the sky, so people travelling together are able to avail themselves of that. Dirty, dirty yeah, d- That's dirty. That's never appealed... Because you, you do it anywhere, don't you? That's not true. Oh, come on, Catherine. How many people in this room have done it outside? Hands up. You have. No, I haven't. You told me you have. I've not done it outside. Yeah, you have. In someone's garden. Oh, I started, and I said, can we please go inside, because I'm well, finding this... No. If it was in, then you were. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jesus. That's a, come on. <laughs> even, uh, even by this show standards, that's a little bit. Well, don't uh, try tarring me with that brush. Um, you're holding it yourself. Dear listener, um, uh, uh, we're going to have a little break. Now, when we come back, you are going to hear the recording that I made. When was it? It was yesterday I did it. Yeah. I guess I, the time is um, so uh, elastic at the moment for me. Yesterday, um, when I went to see the rehearsal for the new production of Hair, the 50th anniversary. I'm, I'm going to be honest, a significant portion of this package is me being lost in a building. That, that is, that's, that's, that's how it starts, right? Um, so <laughs> kind of how it goes on for quite a long time. Um, but I think you'll enjoy it. Um, it's on the, the production's going to be on the vaults in London. And, um, you can Google hair 50th anniversary ticket. You, you, you'll find it. And it's a really small venue. So the, the, it's going to be intimate, but they're not holding back on the uh, songs or the staging. It's going to be absolutely f- top notch. And I saw them rehearsing and. Uh, incredibly talented uh, cast and I'm a huge hair fanboy so I'm thrilled so we'll have a break then when we come back you'll hear uh, the recording that uh, I made yesterday when I went to visit the cast of the new production of Hair Across the UK online and on DAB The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio Ah dear listener you know me, 
Um, I love the musical Hair. They're simply... Not today, thank you. I'm off to see the cast of Hair. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, man. Um, Very nice um, young chugger there. Um, Anyway, uh, if you know anything about me, you know that I love the musical Hair. Uh, I think it's awesome. I've seen it a handful of times. I've got... I think about eight different versions of the soundtrack, um, including the one in German that may or may not have Donna Summer on. Um, And it's superb. It's the 50th anniversary of Hair this year, and there's going to be a production of it in London. I think it's at the Vaults, um, which is like a really nice, intimate theatre. And I have been invited along to the rehearsals today to see what is going on and just to see how things... um, are taking shape. And if I'm honest, I'd like to know why I didn't get a call back. Because when I performed Frank Mills on the radio show to one of the producers, um, despite the nerves um, and uh, despite the lack of preparation, it really was, I think, five stars, a five star performance. Um, and yet I never got a phone call asking me to be in it. So we'll get that sorted today as well. Now, we're heading off to the Poor School Drama Theatre, which is in London's King's Cross. used to be London's naughty King's Cross, but um, it's not naughty anymore. Here we are, the Poor School, very famous. Um, Poor School entrance is through brown metal gates left of the building and down the alley. Right, very famous drama school. I am going down an alley. I am going down an alley. Let us see. The poor school reception. Right. Where's the way in? Where's the, where's the reception? Do you know? I don't know. No. <laughs> you don't know, do you? Oh. Right. I'll have a little... Get to up no, I don't see. Oh, is that it? The, the, that takes us upstairs. I'm going to go up there. Yeah, it used to be upstairs. See where, it, little, see where it takes us. Little. Thank you. No. Got a little bit scared. There's a bar. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm completely lost. Uh, what's in here? No. Going down the other side of the building to see where... Reception, do you? Yes. Ah, good. I'm lost. 
I've left a trail of breadcrumbs so I can find my way back. Yeah, you're not the first. Right, so it's a disturb you. Right. Um, so it's basically just straight up there. Oh, it's up there, is it? Yeah, straight up, and you'll see, keep going, you'll see the desk in front yep. of you. Yep, brilliant, thank you very much. Oh, I walked past it. Well, I hope this is uh, exciting listening for you. It's a bloke getting lost. Oh, this is it. It's not a desk, it's a bar. No. I'm going to have to look at my phone because this could go on forever. Hello. Hi. I'm sorry to say, I'm looking for hair. Is it in there? Yeah. I'm Ian Lee. I'm here to kind of fanboy out a little bit. Oh, yeah. I love hair, man. Do you? I love it. It is a good one. Here you go, look. Thank you. Oh, nice to see you. Hello, I'm sorry. This is Hi. our director, Ian Lee. Hey, man. How are you? Nice to meet you, too. Nice to meet you, Jonathan too. Jonathan Oh, fantastic. And they're just doing a musical, which is completely perfect. Brilliant. It's tweeted, going, oh, we're looking forward to Ian Lee joining the tribe. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, when, what, what time are we taking our clothes off? Well... Because I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. For the radio. I'm ready. I'm um, obsessed with that. I I, I, I'm not obsessed with that. I love it. I love hair so much. I, I absolutely... I've got about... Eight versions of the soundtrack. Wow. Yeah, I love it. So this is a real thrill for me. Do you want to listen in? I mean, and if you want to have a quick chat with Jonathan, if you want to record, that's great as well. Brilliant. Yeah. Do you be up there? Well, yeah. shall I grab, shall have a quick chat with you and then can I sit yeah. in for a bit? Yeah, of course you can. And listen, is yeah. that okay? Um, so, Jonathan. Okay. Want to go in here? Let's go in there. I'll follow you. I've been all around this building trying to find you guys. You're very well hidden. No, I know. Because the entrance is weird, and that the entrance is weird, and I then I got confused. And well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> the floor's you know, it's falling apart. Someone's bought the building, so it's being knocked down and rebuilt. Oh, is it? Oh, but still for the same purpose for a drama school. Okay, a different drama school. Well, that's a shame. I like these old, these yeah. old kind of. I mean, this has been here forever, you know uh, hasn't yeah. it? These floors are worth a fortune. They're like they're like forties parking right. for Anyway. Jonathan, yes. let's talk about hair. You are directing. Give your full name, please, sir. Uh, Jonathan O'Boyle. Okay. Um, why? What? Because I, I care a lot about hair, so yes. I want to make sure you're going to do a good job, sir. <laughs> give, me your, give me your potted CV, please. My potted CV. Ah, okay. So I, I trained as an actor yeah. um, at Central School of Speech and Drama, and then I um, retrained as a director, and I spent a year assisting Daniel Evans at The Crucible okay. in Sheffield. Wow. And then I moved to Chichester, where I was um, there for a year. Yeah. So I've assisted there a bit. Um, and I've worked a lot at the Young Vic. Yeah. And, um, okay, you pass. You yeah. pass. You've got it. <laughs> but also my own stuff as well. Around <laughs> Tell that. me about hair. Why are you doing hair? So we uh, did hair last year in Manchester at a new theatre called the Hope Mill Theatre, right. and um, their remit was to sort of reinvent m- musicals for um, a new audience in Manchester, and this was their second show, and they wanted to do quite um, an original revival of a big show that hadn't been done for a while, yeah. particularly in Manchester. I'd loved hair f- since I was a kid. Yeah. I'd listened to the soundtrack, never seen the movie or seen it on stage, but loved the music. Skip, you can skip the movie. Skip the movie, skip yeah. The movie. Skip the movie. Um, so w- we sort of came to that 
conclusion that that yeah. would be a great thing for us to do and then you know the audience in Manchester adored it and the way we've done it it's sort of it's a much more intimate um, three-sided space yeah. it's not an end-on environment so it's a bit different to the recent revival that was on in London the Broadway revival um, so you sort of feel like you're part of the action really yeah. you're sort of the, the side rows are on stage and it sort of feels like a big festival Woodstocky sort of environment so it's, it's different it's the perfect musical for that because the thing is I think that everyone knows Aquarius and, and Let the Sun Shine In but there are probably more songs yeah. that people are familiar with but don't realise that they come from here and um I mean, I've seen it a few times, and it's always had that kind of feeling that you're in something, because the audience, the, the, the cast come out for the, the famous bit where they strip off, but also at the end, everyone's invited on. But to, to the, the way you're describing it, that sounds even more immersive. Yeah, so we have those elements as well. Yeah. You know, we, you know, it's always about the audience, yeah. this show. I think if you don't include the audience from the get-go, you've kind of failed, because you don't, you know, it's a real, it's a celebration of music and life, really. So, yeah, we... We do do that, but yeah, you're right. We have the audience as part of that from the get-go. I um, I spoke to the producer. I can't remember her name. Katie. Katie. She came on my show. I'm going to be honest. I sang... I performed Frank Mills for her. <laughs> And I thought it was, uh, A, it was very topical because it's a bloke singing it. That's quite a modern take. I thought it was quite powerful. I'm just wondering why I didn't get, I didn't get a call back and I just wondered what that was. I had no idea that happened. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Right. She must have. Right. Right. You know, made the cut. Well, let's just say if anyone drops out, I know this thing backwards, man. <laughs> so, uh, it must be a thrill. Are you nervous about it though? Cause it's, cause it's 50th anniversary. So it's, yeah. it's kind of getting a lot of attention anyway, perhaps more so than, than if it were any other year. Uh, are you nervous about it? Um, yeah, a, a little bit. I think not nervous about the show. Cause I think the show has lasted this long. Yeah. I think, you know, the show exists. What I, what we're excited about is what the audience in London are going to make of it. Yeah. Because there's not really been a production like this where you know we are setting it in the 60s it is sort of um a historical look at the show with you know the odd modern reference and tweak but um yeah we're sort of excited to see what happens really and, and uh, you've too. got you've got big names coming as well people who, who were in it people who wrote it are coming yeah because yeah, our the opening night is a week before the actual date of the 50th anniversary right. of the original Off-Broadway. So we've got a gala on that date on the 17th of October, which is exactly 50 years since it opened. Yeah. And we've got the original London cast coming, wow. Elaine Page, Paul Nichols, you know, so um, some great people. That Paul, Nich- uh, let's correct Paul Nicholas. Paul, Paul Nichols, Nichols, of course, sorry. is the young lad that was in EastEnders, I yes. think. Don't worry, don't worry. It's a, you've got a lot on you and Paul Nicholas to come in. He's <laughs> an absolute legend, Paul Nicholas. Yeah, he is, he is. And both of them are. I mean, yeah, of course. And particularly Elaine Page, she's been really supportive of us on her, really on her radio show yeah so she keeps plugging it oh stuff. good 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 See? can we they're, they're in there rehearsing i'm getting wafts of it can we go in, can i go and listen well, to this them? song is that you're going to listen to yeah. it's called hippie life which has never been in any version before oh, okay because the, there, were, there were quite a few songs that never made yes. the cut aren't weren't there so this one was written for the film yep and was cut and it's sort of been in drafts but never been on stage wow. so we sort of got a little coup there really. oh fantastic let's go and have a listen man. I'm genuinely th- thrilled at this this is Will choreographer Will hey, hey Will I'm in how are you doing Will, nice, nice to meet you, you. Yeah, what you. a thrill you, what, what a great gig this must be for you huh? No, it's amazing yeah it's really exciting I'm gonna I might introduce you is that alright yeah please do whatever you Ian, Ian, Lee. Ian Lee from Talk Radio hi brother this is Ian Lee from Talk Radio hello everyone hi. 
I love hair, and I I'm almost old enough to have seen the original, but not quite. And I'm just here to kind of watch and have a chat with some of you a bit later on, if that's all right. Yeah. And I'm I'm thrilled like a fa- proper fanboy. So <laughs> I'll just sit quietly out of your way. But I'll just I'll just loiter, yeah. shall I? When they have a break, I'm going to think. Um, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You're very fine. Thank you. So we're in the rehearsal room. Everyone's sat in a semicircle rehearsing the song, and um, it's kind of decked out in wonderful hippie garbs, and it looks. Um, well, it just looks fantastic. How exciting to be this close to it all. Um, and they're rehearsing this song that wasn't in the original production. It was written for the movie, got dropped. Um, and it's, it's, what's funny is they'll all be rehearsing a line each, and then when they put it together, it's just this huge, epic sound. I love it. God, I'm excited. How I love my hippie Full name, please. Andy Coxon. And you're, you're Burger. I am Burger, yes. This is incredible. This it is, is incredible, it isn't is it? It is exciting. So exciting. When, when, how, tell me about the auditions for this. What were, what were the auditions like for this? Uh, well, I was lucky enough to work for the company in Yank at Charing Cross, just. Okay, and yeah. the same company had done hair in Manchester uh, ages ago. Yeah. And the transfer was announced and I was called in for it. While I was doing Yank still, got the job. Wow. Finished Yank five weeks ago. 
went away and then straight into it. This is a rarity. An actor that's constantly in work. This is incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. I've been very lucky. Well, yeah. Did you study anywhere or...? Yes, I went to Mount View. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah very nice. Seven years ago now. Wow. Yeah, long time. Old man. <laughs> uh, this is this is brilliant. Were you aware of hair before you came in, before you got the part? Absolutely. I yeah. saw, uh, first time I saw it was the Broadway transfer in yeah, 2009 yeah. or 10, was like it? That, yeah. yeah. I was at college during that. That was a... Uh, that was special. My, I took my mum to see that, and um, that my mum's in a wheelchair, right? So she gets to sit in the aisle seat. Oh. And uh, <laughs> there was the lovely bit when everyone strips off, yeah. and they came. This bloke came towards my mum, and she's she's sat there, <laughs> and the fella puts his leg up on the balcony bar, and right. literally. And I said, Mum, how was that for you? She said, I've not seen one of those in years. Oh. So, <laughs> so it, it, the fond memories of that evening, if it's yeah. slightly weird. Yeah. Um, We're going to be even more intimate than that. Really? Oh, is it a, yeah, is it because a, it's the vaults. You've got the, so it's in thrust. You've got three sides of the audience. Well, it was in thrust the night my mum went. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> thrusting everywhere. Yes, yes. Um, so on the sides of the stage, we've got two rows uh, on turf. It's all going to be this is incredible. Very immersive. So those two rows, I think they're the expensive seats. Okay, they yeah. will they will get the full experience and they'll see. I mean, where you're stood to me I now. was unaware of the vaults until this, and I've Lovely. been looking at pictures and videos. It looks like an amazing venue. It's great. I saw a play there last year. Ama it's amazing. Amazing space. They put on amazing things. So uh, this is going to be perfect. Come, I just heard you rehearsing then. Yes. Right. And I I'm going to be honest. That, where does this huge voice come from? You've got this amazing voice, man. Yes, and it, 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 you. it, you're very softly spoken. <laughs> but this sound that comes out of you is incredible. <laughs> well, um, I'm softly spoken because I've been singing all day. I'm trying to preserve. It. I yeah. have an audition in a moment, believe it or not. Oh, wow. I'll go somewhere else. But um, yeah, uh, it's just vocal health. I'm trying to trying to keep it. Up. It's a big, big thing. It's yeah. a marathon. Act one is just non-stop. Oh, so yeah, I'm trying to just train myself to get it all healthy and happening. So, so give us the names of some of the songs that Burger does. Burger sings Donna, Going Down, Hair. And now, Hippie Life, the brand new, new ending, yeah. which was written for the film originally. Uh, it's in the credits, it's not in the actual film. Uh, and we have been given permission to put it in the show. Wow. It's an exclusive. Yeah. We've uh, been working with the writer, um, James Rado, is still yeah. uh, still working with us. He's been giving us rewrites, so there's new scenes. That's it's all special. It makes... it makes so a fanboy like me, that's like re releasing the director's cut. That's yeah. incredible. And it's it's going to be very special. It makes it make more sense but still in that crazy yeah. world it just it just takes it to another place where the entire audience will be able to follow the yeah. story we had uh, on the show we had galt mcdermott on who did the music now he's a very very old gentleman yes and he's very forgetful so oh. he had his he had his son with him who would i'd ask him a question he'd say i don't remember and his son would go yes you do dad it was this 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 and this but he is thrilled as james must be that yes. fifth uh, you know the 50th anniversary this stupid strange show that should never have been a hit <laughs> and it shouldn't you know but you right. compare it to all the stuff that was on broadway at the time in 67 yeah. this it was weird that this took off and became a phenomenon but they're, they're over the moon they'd still being done it it changed the world. It changed everything about the theatre world. Mm. I think um, when you watch the show, because every song on on its own is a different uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, different genre. Yeah. So uh, you can hear current shows from today in those shows because yeah. it's obviously had the influence through the years. Fifty years. It's still. It's still amazing, and it's still so poignant, the storylines, everything that's happening that hippies were fighting for, they're yeah. still fighting for today. We are still fighting for yeah, it. Yeah, oh, oh man. Everybody. Uh, with the, the uh, imminent threat of uh, destruction, yep. I, be I believe the world is supposed to end on the 23rd of September, so... Oh, apparently so. Damn it, before we open. <laughs> according, to, according to the internet and, and the ah. freaks on there. Um, <laughs> hair... 
uh, um, Donna, Two Huge Hits. Yeah. Going Down is one of my favourite songs from the show. I love that song. Do you feel the weight of responsibility on your shoulder, young man? Do I feel the weight of responsibility? I'm just enjoying it. Good. I'm, I'm not... I'm not even thinking about when we open. I'm just loving creating this world. Yeah, yeah. Everyone that is with us from Manchester has been so welcoming to us new folk, and it's just become... We've created a life and a world that we can just get lost in. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's the way it goes once we're in the space, because yeah. it, uh, the only way I'm going to be able to do it all is if I'm just lost in it and just yeah. keep, keep going, because it's so relentless in a good way. But um, I don't feel the pressure. I just good, want, good. want to enjoy it, yeah. and I know other people will enjoy That's it. That's the joy of it. Your family must be proud of you, eh? Yes, they are. They're very supportive. Good. Very, good. very supportive. Hey, listen, man, I wish you the very, very best of luck. I'm, I'm coming to see it. I've got at least twice, I suspect. I, I may be coming more, because I, I love it. I'm yeah, so yeah. thrilled, so I wish you the best of luck with it. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. those voices back to the floor. Very organic, very... You all right? You got your breath? Yeah, just about. <laughs> what's, your, what's your name? Shekinah. Now, 
You have got an amazing voice. Thank you. I was watching you when you do the first few lines of Aquarius, don't you? Yes. Man alive, you can sing. Thank you very much. Got it from my mom. <laughs> was your mom a singer? Yes. Was she? Yeah, she's a gospel singer in my church. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, um, how, how do you feel about being in here? I love here. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is why I'm here because uh-huh. you know this is to me is just one of the greatest musicals ever. <laughs> how do you feel about being in it? I absolutely love it. I yeah. wouldn't change it for the world. It is, you know, it's a show for. A it, it's so much freedom yeah. as a performer and, you know, as my character on stage and as me, Shekina, so it's great. Which, which, who are you in London? I play Dion. Okay. So uh, I get to do all the big belty stuff. <laughs> and, you know, make everybody feel good, say good amen. And- I've just watched you doing, like, 20-minute dance rehearsal. <laughs> How the hell can you even talk and stand at the moment? <laughs> I, I was sweating and feeling out of breath just watching. <laughs> it's a stamina thing. You kind of pick it up when you're in the room. Um, yeah, just kind of keeping it all together. What, what songs have you got? Uh, what that I sing yeah, for yeah. me? Uh, obviously, a Aquarius, yeah. I have a part in Ain't Got No, yeah. I've got White Boys, and a part in Walking in Space, 3500, yeah. Let the Sun Shine In, you know, it's just, the list goes on. <laughs> this goes on and on. Um, how do you, f- here's, a, here's an interesting question, because there's some of the songs from here I can't play on the radio anymore, because the language that was, was appropriate then is not really appropriate now. Uh, you mentioned White Boys and Black Boys, are kind of, uh, how, how is, how is, do you feel about singing all this kind of stuff? I absolutely love it. Yeah, it is. Um, it's great that we've got one girl singing black boys and one yeah. obviously me singing white boys so we kind of show a love for both sides yeah. so you know it's all about loving everybody and loving somebody so yeah, exactly that's <laughs> what the thing is about I've, I've i've seen this show so many times i'm so looking forward to your production and i love the fact it's um it's quite a tiny performance space the vaults isn't it yeah you know it's immersive it's close the audience are right there with us so immersive that's the phrase that's the word. Not, <laughs> not tiny no, it's immersive yeah <laughs> um are you doing the nudie scene? Yes. Uh, how are you feeling about that? Um, I say nervous, but, yeah. you know, in the context of the show, it yeah. works. And it is done so tastefully well. John, tastefully well. Uh, Jonathan, our director, has just kind of made it work. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, no, looking forward to it. Golly gosh. <laughs> I, I, it always makes, as an audience member, it always makes me so nervous, that bit. <laughs> it just does. Well, you say that, but I've spoken to a few people and they're like, oh, two seconds it started and then they... It's, it's, you know, it's just the thing, it's you the get thing. caught up in the moment. It's the thing that people that haven't seen the show know about, and then actually when you've seen it, you go, oh, all right, no, that was it, right. It's not, yeah. it's not that big a deal, it's not integral, you know, it's not... No, definitely not. Deal. You know, it plays a part in the story, definitely. It shows the connection between the tribe and Claude, yeah. um, but it's not the story. It's, yeah. you know, there's more to the story than just that scene. <laughs> Is mum coming? No. <laughs> She's not coming? No. Because of the nudity? Yes. Like, <laughs> moving swiftly on. <laughs> moving swiftly on. Um, how, how long have we got until it, it, it starts? It's only a few weeks, isn't it? Yeah, so we have one week of tech, yep. and then we start previews yeah. from the October the 4th. You feeling good? Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> no, 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 honestly, I swear to God, when you lot, that song, the, the, the new song, Hippie Life, uh-huh. and I know that you're all a bit reluctant for me to tape it, well, we were, just, we were literally just <laughs> learning it. If that's you learning a song, <laughs> Jesus, it's going to sound incredible. I mean, the, the, the Aquarius that you did uh, was just wonderful. Oh, thank you very much. Definitely. That's, Hippie Life is my favourite song on the show. Is it really? Yeah, it's, you know, it breaks down the wall of 
performer yeah. to audience they get to see Shekinah now yeah. um, instead of just Dion yeah. and it shows I do love my hippie life this is my tribe so I just love them and so it's, yeah it's just a lot of fun <laughs> uh, Wicked listen I wish you the very best of luck it's going to be fantastic you know Are you, do you get very quickly because there's the gala performance yes. right where you've got James Rado who kind of wrote the story and you've got um, you know people like Paul Nicholas and Elaine Page and people that did this literally 50, 50 years ago today they would have been rehearsing this mm -hmm. or getting close to it Is that, do you get nervous about stuff like that more than kind of you know your usual performance you know what i don't it's not nervous at all um i just finished another show with peter stroker who was the original hud oh, yeah. um so i've kind of spoken to him about it and kind of found out his experience and i'm just excited to meet the people yeah. from then and kind of talk to them about their experience that's and share mine <laughs> i wish you the very best of luck i will um I, I, I will see you in a couple of weeks indeed and i hope you enjoy <laughs> everybody i'm off it's it sounds amazing man it sounds amazing i'm gonna grab my bits and pieces i wish you all the very very best of luck thank you very much for coming just just remember though if if anybody feels should i give you my phone number in case someone feels sick one night i can i'm happily i will come in and do frank mills at a drop of a hat yeah oh mate i do it every night before i get into bed so i i I will happily help out. I wish. Well, we'll join the tribe. He's, he's still waiting for the producer to phone him back. I did. I did an audition for her, and she never called me back. That's rude. That's just bad. That is rude. That's bad manners. Best of luck, everybody. I'll, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there we go. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad. Oh, thank you. See Cheers. Ya. Bye bye. Um, yeah, those guys aren't bad. They've got a, I think they've got something going for them. That sounded incredible. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, can't wait to catch me some of that. Um, interesting that young lady's mum won't be going because of the nudity. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, that is hair. It is happening in London and it's going to be awesome.